0: I'll be the house elf. Why spiders? Why can't it be follow the butterflies? Her skeleton will lie in the chamber forever.
1: Voldemort is my past, present, and future.
2: Hello, everyone, again. This is Rico, of course, and you're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi, and we're doing the the second edition or the 2.0 edition of our Harry Potter uh, series. I've got Kenny on Skype with me. Hello, Kenny.
3: Hey, Rico. How's it going?
2: Good, good. This uh, show we're doing a few weeks ahead of time, but it will be going out on, uh, f- let's see, February the 15th. I just wrote it down here. <laughs> Oh gosh! Sometimes I don't know. It is going out on, on the fifteenth of February, and that'll be podcast five twenty six for Treks and Sci Fi. So yes, today Kenny and I we we did the um, Philosopher's Stone or Sorcerer's Stone, the first Harry Potter movie book, movie slash book, movie comma book. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then we we decided to keep on the 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 Hogwarts Express. Uh, see how I did that there? See, you know, yes, keep on the yes, keep pretty. on the tracks. And uh, we're going to cover the second uh, book slash movie, uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, uh, which um, is is really great. I mean, I, I just actually watched it again recently. Kenny, uh, I think you did too.
3: Yep, yep. Just finished it like five minutes ago. <laughs>
2: And uh, I actually took it with me. I was on a trip this, this past week, and I, I made sure I had a copy of it on my iPad, and I took it with me on the airplane because there's really nothing better to do than, than either watching a good movie or reading a book or something on a plane, you know, to, to pass the time. Yeah. So, uh, But, the uh, yeah, so the second book, Chamber of Secrets, second movie, Chamber of Secrets. Uh, I guess uh, to start with, why don't we talk about uh, the – The sequence of things and basically how much time passed between like the first book and the second book
3: okay well I have have all the details of when it was released so I can go over that yeah uh,
2: yeah. why don't you go over that Kenny tell us uh, you know uh, everybody you know got blown away by the first book and movie and then you know so this obviously continued the series and and so take it away with that uh, info
3: well the book was officially titled and I'm so happy it's just one title for the entire world It's Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. It was published uh, in the UK on July 2nd, 1998. And then it was published almost a year later in the US on June 2nd of 1999.
2: Oh, I hadn't even realized it was that big of a lag between.
3: Isn't the, it crazy? I didn't the, realize the either. UK. until I, yeah, until I was. So, so
2: do you know off the top of your head if that happened for the other books too? I thought the other ones got to the point where they were being released like worldwide at the same time. I
3: think uh, I I don't know hundred percent, but did. I think yes. I think the later books, like the last two or three, were okay. released like simultaneously because there was no way, you know, all that uh, piracy. So yeah, to and
2: the popularity, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, it would be – Can you I imagine a you know,
3: whole year? I mean, there's no way. I probably would have <laughs> gotten a friend from England to send me a book.
2: Well, you know? yeah, and, you know, the, just the spoiler factor and all that, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't realize there was that much time between the first uh, – uh, or the book being released in the UK and then the, the – so it was the UK and the rest of the world is what you said? Or well, I have
3: it? just the U.K. and the U.S., but I'm pretty US. sure that's, yes, it's the U.K. Okay. was first, and almost a year later it was the rest of the world.
2: Those U.K. people,
3: you know. <laughs> yes, they got their Sherlock and their Doctor Who and their Potter now.
2: Yeah, well, they got to the point, you know, with, with not to spin too far off, but, you know, doctor who basically you know got to i guess to the point now where it's the episodes come out basically on the same day i think right yes, there's yeah there's a, a couple hour time lag or whatever because of time zone stuff but or a few hours depending on where you're at you know but they they eventually yeah they, you know for years back it was you know sometimes months between those oh, episodes it was horrible
3: yes i remember those days
2: and that's again, I think like you said, the word piracy. I think there's just a lot of reasons why you know, it's better to not do things like that these days. Yes. And it doesn't you make
3: know? sense why they can't release both of them fairly close together.
2: Yeah. Well movies, you know, getting you know, the book is one thing, but when they get to the movies, I mean we still have that situation of uh movies sometimes popping up or, or premiering in, in countries uh before you know other countries you mm-hmm. know there's 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 very few i think that basically ever come out worldwide at the same time yeah it, you know did one of the star wars films i think one of the the prequels i believe or maybe all of them i'm not sure off the top of my head but i think those tried to get to a worldwide Release. almost near, nearly yeah. within the same day or so uh to do that but yeah it's uh it's it's tricky so yeah. uh, and yeah. I think you're right. You're right. Certainly with a book, there, there really doesn't seem like there'd be much problem with uh, having it all come out on the same uh, day.
3: Yeah. Well, with the release of the book, it actually immediately, you know, it took first place in the UK bestseller list, uh, displaced uh, popular authors such as John Grisham, Tom Clancy, Terry Pratchett, uh, and it made Rowling the first author to win a British Book Awards Children's Book of the Year for two consecutive years. She's the first person to ever do that. Impressive, yeah. And yeah. then, of course, when it came out in the United States, it topped three of the U.S. bestseller lists, including the New York Times.
2: Yeah, they were. You know, it was hugely popular. The books. I mean, oh, pretty yeah. quick, pretty quickly. I mean, and the and the. You know, I think we said on the first uh, podcast of this series, the books. I think you know the greatest thing about them is, is that adults, children, you know, they can appeal to everybody's age. They're not very. They really aren't. Um, I guess they're ageless. Let's call it yes. that. Or.
3: Yeah, which is really nice. Speaking of the first book, Rowling found it difficult to actually finish Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets because she was afraid it wouldn't live up to the expectations raised by the previous book, The Philosopher's Stone, or Sor- Sorcerer's Stone in the U.S. Um, even after delivering the manuscript to Bloomsbury, on schedule, she actually took the book back for six more weeks and revised it.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah.
3: She was really, really worried. That uh, book you know, know that book I just up.
2: dropped off? I'm going to come get that. <laughs> I, I want
3: it back, yeah. Another back for another month and a half so I can, re- you know, change things.
2: Wow. Yeah. yeah. I would they have loved probably... to have
3: seen the original version.
2: And that's never – she's never published some of that kind of no. stuff either on, even she's on, online. She's mentioned it like in, in
3: interviews and stuff. You know, well, this yeah. was in this book or this was in that book. Uh-huh. But, but no, we've never seen anything.
2: Real detail yeah, of Yeah, nothing.
3: Yeah. I mean, it okay. would be awesome. I don't even know if they even have – I'm assuming she must have copies of older manus- you know, manuscripts.
2: I would think so. I'm sure at some point in time that stuff will come out, uh, you know, what uh, the original, you know, what it looked like and things, I'm sure.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Do you want some more information about the book? Sure. Yeah. This one's really cool, I thought. Uh, this is uh, Chamber of Secrets has many links to the sixth book of the series, which was Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. In fact, Half-Blood Prince was the working title for this book for a while.
2: Yeah, well, that makes sense because yeah. of because of what we first what we learn and as we go through the you know the the movie and the book and the plot in the story, yeah. you know you you can definitely see that connection. You know this
3: yeah, is where we, yeah. Rowling yeah. yeah, says she originally intended to present some crucial pieces of information in the second book, but ultimately felt that the information proper home was in the sixth. Uh, I think I mentioned that in the last podcast about the Horcruxes that yes. this, it was going to be mentioned in this book in book two but it actually was mentioned in book six um, some of the objects that play significant roles in haploid Prince actually appear in Secret, uh, Chamber of Secrets like the Hand of Glory or the Opal Necklace um, yes yeah, the Vanishing when... Cabinet at Hogwarts yeah uh, Tom Riddle's Diary which is obviously a huge thing because it is a Horcrux uh, yes additionally yep. these two novels are the ones that most focus on Harry and uh, Harry's relationship with Ginny as well
2: so. Yeah, yeah. It's it, well. It is interesting, you know, to to see this as I watch the movie again, and and we we'll talk too about that more, of course. But just the little touches of things like you know who basically you know again hey, you know at the beginning here you know relative beginning of this thing. Obviously, we're going to spoil the heck out of the the book, the movie, the whatever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, you know, you've been warned. You're warned if, if, <laughs> for a uh, movie that or a, a book that's for how, let's see. 17 years old something
3: like that or whatever it's been a while and
2: and a a movie that's now 13 almost 12 and a half 13 years old so so anyway yes we're going to talk about it but i was going to say you know we know you know who these characters end up being you know with later on and and all that and and it obviously there's little touches here that uh that that lead you to that a little and even though i swear at the time i'll tell you you know kenny that i i just I think I didn't really pick up on it, you know, certainly as much the first time through. I mean, I the the really? obvious one for the well, they I well I well I pick up on things, but but here's the deal. I I really eventually or not eventually. I that's the wrong word. I had always thought I'll just say it now. I mean, I'd always thought Harry and Hermione would have ended up together.
3: As many you know? many people did, yes.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, it's kind of there are little things in here. We'll talk about it more when you know, we cover the movie too, but they sort of lead you that way to a degree you know what i'm saying it's mm-hmm. it, and it, there's a the part of me the movie guy who watches a lot of films that will say well they're they're putting it so much in your face that it probably won't be that way you know what i mean that's true
3: red it's herrings like, yeah
2: yes red exactly red herrings or it just looks you know like like you know uh there's just a lot of that throughout all of the books and movies to a degree so um, yeah. but but then it slowly sort of splits away from that later but but well, that's uh, getting ahead maybe but, <laughs> but there's certainly yeah there's certainly a lot of stuff that uh, foreshadowing and well in all these movies and And that's
3: what you know and I mentioned this in the last podcast that's why one reason why I love this series so much is that you do like you said we know now that we've read the entire series we know what happened, so you can go back, and you read these little subtleties that she slipped in. And at the time, you're th- you didn't think anything of them. You know? Sure. They just went to yep. the back of your brain. And then suddenly yep. you realize when you reread them or you rewatch the movie, you're like, oh, my God, that's such a huge moment, and they don't know it right there. But that's a big moment, you know. Yeah,
2: yep. yep, And it, just,
3: it gets you excited. And that's why I think these books do so well and the movies is for their rewatchability or the rereadability of them.
2: Yeah, I agree. There's you know. there's a lot of that, and and it's in, and it just shows why you know how great a overall tale and story that it is. Really, that yeah. it's it's all connected. It isn't like basically these books and movies were okay. Here's another adventure with Harry and his friends yes. type of thing, and then here's another adventure that there's no. And movie series and book series have done that where there's no real meat to it or there's nothing there's nothing really there's i should say glue is the better word you know there's nothing really running through them not like there is in this series uh, which which is which is yeah you're right it absolutely just makes i mean watching the movie again it had been a little while again since i've seen these uh, and saw the second one Mm -hmm. especially especially and it was just a lot of fun to watch it again and, and watch some of these little things pop up
3: yeah yeah Yeah, that's, I mean, that's my favorite part. You know, and what's great about the, these movies and these books is that, you know, you mentioned that they all have, you know, a a thread that goes through them all, but they are enjoyable by themselves. Sure. You know, obviously you wouldn't get as much if you plop down and watch movie four right in the middle of it, but I think it's still entertaining and they give you enough of the world where you kind of understand what's going on. Oh yeah. Without having read, you know, or seen the first three movies.
2: Yeah that's I think the the magic of it and one of the really the great things about it is just the fact that it it is they're fun to watch on their own but there's also this this connection between them all too so that's yeah. that just is just you know I think again why why it's it's justly you know it's deserved that they're as popular as they are is that they're they're just good yeah so, yep. is there some uh, other things on the book that you wanted to mention? That was at it for my book. Or... There's not much on this okay. book. Um... This Chamber of Secrets is the shortest of the books, yes. which is, which is kind of uh, interesting. Yeah, I always, it's... for some reason, it's not much shorter than the first one. I mean, both the first and the second are no. Fairly... It's only
3: I yeah. I'm, I They're fairly I short. Me. It's a handful of pages.
2: Yeah, they, I mean the shorter. first and the second are shorter books than the rest of the tomes that basically the other books are, you know, they're yeah. they got significantly longer uh the other ones compared to these first couple, but this is even a little shorter than the first one.
3: Yeah, and what's funny though is that the movie is the longest of the movie series.
2: Right, yeah, it's shortest like
3: book, longest movie.
2: 2 hours and what, 50, 49, it, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's what up
3: is in is the 40, high 40s, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, it was surprising to me. I think I had watched the movie on the plane, like two planes I was on with it, and I watched like the first hour plus of it a little bit more. And then when I started it up again on the next plane ride uh, back or whatever, I said, oh, God, I have an hour and 45 minutes left. I thought I watched like half this. No, not quite. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was great. I... I- I like it. I mean, I don't really find it that it's like uh, I get to any part of the movie, although I, I think we're both the same way. There's very few movies where I'll go, wow, they could have like cut out like a half hour of that. Oh, they could have you know added I
3: mean? add a half hour to it, and I would have been just as pleased.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah so I don't
3: ever wish for shorter stuff.
2: Well, Harry Potter, I think for me, it, it, it there's just so much it's just so much fun to watch and there's so much richness to what you see, yeah. uh, what you experience with the movies that I, I just feel, I think, just like you do, that it, it's always fun to see what's going on, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what, what, you know, visiting the, you know, the different classes. One thing that I noticed about this, and, and this is just a side thing, there's not a whole lot of Snape in this, in this story and or book or movie, you know. He's 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 there, but he he's uh, he's not nearly well. He gets certainly gets more involved later on in the other ones, but
3: yes, yeah, he,
2: he's he's a little bit missing in this, you know, to to a degree. Not not that that's good or bad. I did, it was just something that I noticed as you know I was way, watching it again. He
3: is the half prince, and since you pulled a lot of that story out and put it into the sixth book, it makes yeah, a good sense point. that he was missing more in this book.
2: Yeah, it's a good point. You know, good
3: point. so I mean, that makes sense. I think that's cool. That. You notice that just because there's a good reason for it.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know? So, um anything else? Well, you talked about when the book came out. Uh, so, so the movie. I don't know if we are we good with that. Are we yeah, moving let's on let's to the movie. Jump to okay. the movies. I was going to say. So, the movie came out what about four years after the book, right? In two thousand, two
3: thousand and two. Yeah.
2: Right. Released two thousand. I'm looking at a, a London premiere on the third of November, two thousand and two, in a United Kingdom and United States premiere on the fifteenth, so only a couple weeks apart. A little, little, little bit less. One hundred and sixty-one minutes is what I'm seeing for the for the running time. Uh, So that's yeah, that's uh,
3: what two forty-one.
2: Yeah, yeah. A budget of a hundred million. Box office total. The number I'm seeing here is almost nine hundred million. Like eight seventy-eight.
3: Yeah, it's it's actually this. This is the third film to exceed six hundred million in international box office sales.
2: It's just amazing. It's Yeah, amazing.
3: It, it, obviously the the other ones are Titanic, which made tons of money. That was yeah. released in ninety seven. And then Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone was number two.
4: Huh. Yeah.
2: And only a hundred million, you know, although two thousand and two, but it's still this this movie really I think they upped you know, you see a lot of things here in this movie, uh, of the of Hogwarts that you didn't see until this movie, especially mm-hmm. like Dumbledore's uh what do you call it, his study? His, his, his,
3: yeah, his office, or, yeah, his, Dumbledore's his, office. His lair. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then we had uh, Herbology we got to see.
2: Yeah, Herbology, right. You know? uh, well, the forest, right? They never really went into the forest in the first one, the Forbidden Forest area. No, they
3: did do the forest. Remember with old Hagrid and...
2: Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I guess I'm thinking of all the spider stuff. I'm thinking oh, of Oh, yeah. Oh, that special
3: part, effects-wise, yeah.
2: That part of the... Crazy. That part of the forest, I should say. Yeah. Uh, and, and just... Uh, a lot of things, yeah. This time, so um, so, how do you want to do this? Do you want to talk? Just kind of go through the plot a bit well, and talk I mean, about the different little. Yeah,
5: parts? I
3: have a few more details about the movie, just the making of oh, it. Oh, f- the
2: facts and um, figures. Okay, sure. Yeah,
3: we have Christopher Columbus who directed it. He also directed the first movie, so he came back to do the second one.
2: I never put that together when you say Christopher Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> Every, I always hear everybody call him. Chris Columbus. Yeah. You know, it's I mean,
3: Chris, but I read Christopher, which is funny. I don't, the subconsciously.
2: I just, of I, I I mean, obviously I know who Christopher Columbus, you know, the, yes. the, you know, whatever, yeah. but, but, <laughs> but it's just funny. I've, i I've, I've known that, you know, I've heard this director's name a lot. And I'm just like, when you just set it out as Christopher, it's like, oh yeah, Christopher.
3: Columbus.
2: <laughs> Jeez. Okay. So go ahead. Sorry.
3: Yeah, uh, And then Steve close who wrote the first one, he did write the second one, which was very cool. Um, And actually, I yeah, you
2: mentioned that on the first one, right? That he wrote all
5: but he wrote
3: all but the fifth book, yeah,
5: Yeah, or the fifth movie,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I did mention this in the first uh, podcast. You mentioned something about filming them back to back, and I said, "Oh, yeah, they were filming back to back." Well, that wasn't true. Uh, I actually found out that filming began three days after the release of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, the movie.
2: OK, so they, so they released film... the first
3: movie and then a few days later they started filming Chamber of Secrets.
2: Yeah, I think I remember at the time hearing that yeah. I, I said I said to myself, you know, oh wow, it's like, you know, they're they're already back at it with the the first one only being out a couple of days. And yeah. Stuff.
3: yeah. So probably a few, I would say, like six months, maybe half a year in between filming.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. of the Two movies. Yep. Um Anything on the other uh, parts of the movie? John Williams did most of the music, right? Uh, I
3: actually have a... And there's someone else... uh, Yeah, it says, Due to scheduling conflict, John Williams was not able to deliver a fully elaborate score. So uh, composer-arranger William Ross was hired to adapt Williams' material to complete the film's score and was subsequently conducting the orchestra during the recording sessions.
2: Ah, okay. Yeah, I knew that there was a... Something there. So I mean, there's his no, obviously music
3: was used, but yeah, another man or another composer did most of the,
2: yeah, you can definitely music. hear so many of the familiar tones and themes and, and everything in the music, yeah,
3: yeah. And then once again, Chris Columbus used he actually used all his children in this movie. Um, if you guys remember Susan Bones, who's one of the kids in uh being sorted at the beginning, that was his daughter, Eleanor. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But then he also used his son Brandon, who plays a boy in the study hall. His daughter Violet, who played a little girl with flowers, and then Isabella, who played the little girl in the bookstore.
6: So oh, okay, the
3: family okay. affair when Chris directs.
2: Well, especially you know, hey, that's you might as well. I mean, I, I got to believe <laughs> that using your own kids gives you a little bit of an edge. You know, oh they yeah, always, don't they always say in Hollywood, you know, or whatever that. Two, two terrible things you know or whatever Working with Not, kids and animals kids and animals right yep. yeah
3: <laughs> and you imagine having i mean they had probably a good hundred kids there
2: yeah exactly
3: yeah um so let's talk about the casting because most of yeah, the cast I was gonna is say, returning cast
2: right i was about to say exactly the same thing basically we have pretty much the 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 same people
1: Playing the same parts, yeah,
2: with with some new new people. But we obviously have the main, you know, three actors. They were in all the movies, you know, Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint, and Emma Uh, (laughs) Watson. Sorry, (laughs) Emma Watson. Yeah, they're all back, of course. And we talked about that on the first show of this series. Yeah, you know, it was just so great. I mean, I just can't even picture or imagine it right now. Of you know, if they would have ever had to, like, oh, they, they've gotten too old, or they don't look like the characters anymore, or whatever. And, but it was, it was great to have everybody back.
3: Oh, John definitely. John
2: Cleese, Robbie Coltrane as Hagrid.
3: Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, there were, the two, there were several additions. We had two new teachers, or we had a new teacher, Professor Sprout, Yes. Was played by Marian Margolis, which um, she was yeah. great. I loved her. She was the spinning image of Professor Sprout in my head.
2: Yeah, she's the one working with the whatever those the little mandrakes. things. The, the mandrakes, that's yeah. right. The nasty little screamy mandrakes. And, <laughs> uh they
3: chop up later and feed to the <laughs> petrified people.
2: Yeah, that we're, we're just going <laughs> to chop these little guys up and feed them to everybody. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, of course, we have Lucius Malfoy, played by uh, Jason Isaacs.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's great. We were talking about that before we started to record, uh, the fact that he had... Uh, studied the uh Tom Tom Felton uh, Tom Felton who plays uh the other Malfoy Draco
3: Malfoy Draco yeah why yeah.
2: can't i think of Draco what a what a perfect really evil name Draco Malfoy yes. you know? I mean it, awesome. it just sounds it just sounds like <laughs> a bad guy you know yeah. I, I, and uh but he had you know because he's playing his father in this movie Jason Isaacs is playing Lucius that he had sort of studied the way he acted and and his mannerisms i guess right mm-hmm. and
3: yeah just to kind of you know because i'm mean, obviously he's the father and the son would be acting more like the father so mm-hmm. it's just kind of funny that it's like a reversal that the father had they both have that like the they son. both have that
2: freaky blonde hair too that you know that just looks weird you know yeah just well looks yeah and then you mentioned slimy. something
3: about jason wa- uh suggesting the long hair he just thought right would have long hair
2: right he's got that long kind of almost like i guess it's well most of it is he kind of wearing it like kind of in a i don't know if he had a ponytail or did he not no he he sort of swept it all all back yeah Yeah, it
3: was on his shoulders down his shoulders
2: yeah that's right and then he's got the cane thing right that was yeah the cane with the
3: wand and that was supposedly uh his suggestion
2: right uh, yes
3: which makes sense
2: yeah, it just looks very elegant, you it's know. A he doesn't look. Cane, yes, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't use it obviously to get around. It's not like he's crippled or anything like that, or he yeah. needs it. He, he doesn't needs need it for any assistance. It, it's just has. A, it's like wearing a, uh, you know, a fancy hat. It's or a, a status. Cape. Yes, yeah.
3: it's a status item.
2: Yes, exactly. And so you
3: know, uh, Malfoys are all about status. So
2: yeah, oh sure, sure. They don't like the mudbloods, you know. Yeah. they're you know keep them out of uh, you know the, out of Hogwarts and, and magic in general. And yeah.
5: Yeah. So so you um, yeah you
2: we've got uh, and and uh, well there's the who other did else? you mention you didn't mention Lockhart yet or did you mention Oh, we Lockhart? did not. That's right. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah, Kenneth Brana. Yes. Who was the perfect Lockhart. And I couldn't imagine anyone else doing it even though I read that Hugh Grant actually was cast as Lockhart and made it almost to the very beginning of filming but then he had a scheduling conflict and he had to pull out at the last minute.
2: Yeah, I heard. I heard that one too. I you think imagine, he, I,
3: you know, part of me, Hugh Grant's pretty enough to be Lockhart, to be all, you know, sure, flamboyant. This
2: kind and, of this kind of fancy author guy, yes. who, who basically is all flam. You know, he's all talk, but he's, yes. you know,
3: yeah. But I just, I, I just couldn't see anyone else other than Kenneth Branagh playing for uh, Lockhart.
2: Yeah, he's 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 really good in the part in this. That obviously he's, uh, you know, they got this new defense against the dark Arch teacher and he's He's frankly pretty useless, so uh, <laughs> he, he's he's more of a more problem than he you know really yeah. helps and uh that like that scene where you know I think the first class they show him teaching where he lets all the their pixies right yeah all, the, all
3: the pixies he lets them yeah rail. he
2: lets all the little pixies out, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, we're this is going to be no big deal, and they start just wreaking havoc and <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. anyone else, I guess basically, we have, again, we still have, you know, the, the other people back, Richard Harris, Dumbledore, mm-hmm. uh, who unfortunately uh, uh, passed away just just like after, just, just before the film. Just prior to this
3: movie being released, yeah. Right.
2: They were able to film it. It wasn't like it happened during the movie filming, but yes. it was just before it
3: yeah, was Yeah, well, actually, I was reading when he was ill, he was pleading with the people not to replace him. Uh, yeah. But unfortunately, he, he, he did pass away, so they had yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, obviously he was hoping to get better and come back for the third movie. Sure, sure. Um, and it just didn't work out that way, unfortunately. So okay. we what do else? have two more two more additions. I'd like to talk about really quick.
2: Yeah, yeah. please. We have
3: Christian Coulson. He played uh, Tom Riddle.
2: Oh yeah, and, obviously and Tom what's, Riddle. And what's yeah. great
3: though is Tom was he was the uh, Christian actually is twenty three years old, which exceeded the fifteen to seventeen age range for the audition. But he still uh-huh. gave it a try, and he was cast as tom riddle yeah
2: I, I you know i mean i i i have to say he seems based on when they show him in the movie you know and harry's mm-hmm. in that little scene where they're showing that past yeah he does seem a little old for mm. you know being in at at hogwarts a little bit i mean they don't really make a big point out of i'm trying to remember if you get a feel for at what point in his studies there he's supposed to be is he he's obviously not well, a, he's a towards the end
3: because he made a horcrux and he didn't do the horcrux until his like his what they would call like a senior year
2: right so he is supposed to be a senior student so he's probably 17 point. i would think yeah yeah so i mean he, you know i don't think it's excessive he's not a real like um huge guy or anything like that it's yeah. not kind of like he's got a big beard and he, he looks super he's old
3: baby faced he, yeah
2: he, he, still... He, he still looks like he could be uh playing that type of age and yeah. part. Yeah. but well, he he you know obviously i think maybe it just comes out a little bit more when he's dealing with like harry at the end mm-hmm. you know that he seems so much older because you know harry's only in his like second well, he, year he's at this voldemort point. well he's he, voldemort he too sure to him already well, obviously, yeah that that's a big <laughs> that's a biggie, right? He's obviously he's using this look and this body, even yeah. though he's this he's this yeah he's he's Voldemort.
3: So, yeah. uh, so um, and then the last yeah. person I wanted to talk about really quick, I and mean, if you think he looked too old for the role, actually uh, Shirley Henderson, who played Moni Myrtle, she's actually the oldest actress to portray a Hogwarts student. She was thirty seven.
2: Yeah, I had no. Uh, she definitely looked older. She mm-hmm. looked older. As, um, you know, when they see her in the bathroom and she's in a ghost, you know, she looks like she is a ghost. So, yeah, but I think it's because she's a ghost and it's there. You know, as time has gone by, it doesn't it didn't seem to I don't seem to be be as noticed. It doesn't know. I didn't notice it as much. I mean, I did definitely. But 37, I'm actually a little surprised by that. I mean, I I read that too somewhere. And she doesn't look 37. I mean, she doesn't really look – not that, that that's super old by any means. I certainly wouldn't say that right now. But, uh, but it, you know, I'd say she looked like she was in her maybe like around 30-ish or something perhaps. Mm-hmm. But but uh, I think it's because she's a ghost. She can, They can kind of get away, get
3: with, away it. with it. They, yeah. yeah. I don't you know. If, did really... they have
2: a particular reason why they decided to – for either of those actors? I, I mean, obviously the guy, no, uh, just... Christ, Christian Coulson, they – you know they just must have thought he was really good for the right part right for
3: the roles yeah
2: yeah but for her you know it's like uh wow you know like probably a good 15 20 years older than you know her character yeah. should have, should have been and i'm trying to remember if they ever point out what at what point moaning myrtle died in her time at hogwarts
3: she Did was they, probably we, i would think she was like 16 15 16
2: so it wasn't like she was a young student
3: no there, i don't like, think she like, was like 11 or 12 Okay, yeah. Okay. That would that would be crazy.
2: That would have been a bit much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would have been a hard hard one to follow. So, yeah. okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I read the how old she was, you know, to play that part, so uh, Yeah.
3: But uh, that's but, it for the actors, I think for all of the, the fairly substantial acting roles. Everyone else's repeats are coming back again.
2: Yep, yep. We've got, you know, Alan Rickman back, you know, all the main characters Maggie we Smith already mentioned, and, yep. Uh, yeah. Oh,
3: we do get um Arthur Weasley.
2: Oh, that's right. There was no Arthur Weasley in the first one; just just Molly. So uh, yeah, and yeah. it was
3: a really quick Molly too. But we got an actual substantial role for the Weasleys. Yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. that was good. I, I I always liked the Weasleys a lot. You know, just because they take care of Harry. I love and, the Weasleys, and yeah. they're they're just so you know they they've got all these kids, and they're not very well off, but they but they just obviously care about each other. All about you know,
3: love. And, yep. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's just the obvious, you know, you got the stupid Malfoys, you know, or like, you know, and every, you know, they're just poor, poor Ron and his broken wand, (laughs) (laughs) his taped together wand, yeah, yeah, which actually obviously helps him out at a a certain point. So,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's great to have. Familiar faces again. Uh, yeah. Back, so back let's go in. ahead
3: and you want to start jumping into the movie.
2: Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 roll through the uh, the story basically. And uh, so we're back at the beginning with Harry at the Dursleys. Of course. Now I, now, I had one little thought about this, and most a lot. Uh, I don't know the first. The next book, I think too, maybe there was a change. You know, the first few books definitely. You know, it always starts out with the same kind of thing where Harry's back. You know, summer is ending. Yes. The Dursleys. Now here's the thing, and I know you're going to have a good answer for me on this one, but so the Dursleys obviously don't like Harry. You know, yes. they're they're all about this. But what I don't get, it's like they seem to want to prevent him from you know going to Hogwarts and dealing with all that. You'd think they would want to just get rid of him. You know that the, the weirdness to me of it is is like they obviously treat him like crap frankly. Yes. And and, and they they don't like him and they don't like this whole magic stuff thing. But it's like well, why don't you just get him out of there? I would be counting the days if if you know if I was like that or anything to when I could send him off to basically boarding school. Yeah. So so what do you think about that? Do you think it's just them being they're just nasty people so they're trying to deny him? Anything and and trying to keep him away from magic because of what happened to his parents or I, what do you what's your thoughts about I just wanted I just thought it was weird it's the, it started to seem weird to me as I was reading uh, these books and as I was watching the movies even the first time yeah and just see, like man why don't they just want to get rid of him
5: <laughs> and yeah they bar, they bar
2: him into the house you know they put bars up and well, try to I still to keep, I you know. still
3: think with the second book and the second movie especially they're still trying to squash the magic out of him.
2: True, I suppose. Yeah, trying to make him.
3: Petunia is so anti-magic because of her sister. I mean, which we do find out more with their whole backstory in like book five and six. True, seven.
2: True. Yeah, you're Um, right. I mean, they definitely are trying
3: to. You know, and he has to stay at the house for the protection, which Petunia knows. Sure. Part of her, I think, deep down, still loves Harry because it is part of her sister. Yeah. You yeah. know, so I think the paternal part, even though they do treat him bad, I don't. I still think she there's somewhat, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, a little bit of love in there.
2: Yeah, um, sure. Beforehand. I think I think so too, especially with her. With, yeah, with, with definitely with her. So, uh,
3: so oh, we're definitely back with her. I don't. Yeah. Um. Um. Oh my yeah. god! I, I completely lost his name, Mister Dursley.
2: Yeah. So did I.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, he. Um. Yeah. He can care less.
2: Well, I just remember Dudley, so, you
3: yeah, know. <laughs> Dudley and Petunia. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just think it's a family bond thing. You know, uh-huh. Dumbledore may have threatened him, because we know Dumbledore told them that they have to, you know, they have to it's welcome
2: Vernon, him It's Vernon, Vernon, Vernon Dearsley. Vernon, that's it, that's it Vernon, Vernon. Yeah. Vernon Dursley, yeah. yeah, played by Richard Griffiths. There we go, okay. Yeah.
3: Um, so, yeah, so Dumbledore did tell the family that they have to take him in every summer. Sure. To, to continue the bond, you know, to the protection. So right. he could have threatened them. That's far. So as they're know. having
2: this little dinner party, is the way the movie starts out, or kind of basically, he's he's. Yes, uh, for
3: Vernon's boss or right, a potential he, client. That's it, it's a potential client.
2: Harry spent, uh, you know, the summer there again. They're keeping the letters from him, from his well, friends. They aren't. Right. That's. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. The letters are being kept from him by Dobby.
3: Yes. Right. Dobby, the house elf. Yes. Which is we are introduced to Dobby uh, at the beginning Who of the Who is movie. awesome,
2: basically. <laughs>
0: Harry Potter. Such an honor it is.
7: Who are you? Dobby, sir. Dobby the house elf. Not to be rude or anything, but this isn't a great time for me to have a house elf in my bedroom. Oh, oh yes, sir. D- Dobby understands. It's just that... Dobby has come to tell you
0: it is difficult, sir. Dobby wonders where to begin.
7: Why don't you sit down? Sit
0: down? Sit sit
7: down? Dobby, (laughs) shush, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to offend you or anything. Offend Dobby? Dobby has heard of your greatness, sir, but
0: never has he been asked to sit down by a wizard.
7: Can equal you can't have met many decent wizards then, no I haven't Harry Potter yeah.
2: Yeah. I just love the way he talks. <laughs> I just love uh, you know dobby dobby, and he's banging his head, they're having this dinner party, and he's like slamming it. the poor dobby's trying to like punish himself and he's slamming his head into the dresser and making all this noise up, upstairs above the dinner party. <gasps>
7: Dobby! Stop, Dobby! Dobby!
4: Dobby, Dobby. Uh, Dobby. please stop! Oh, don't mind that. It's just the cat. Stop,
7: Stop, Dobby! Dobby. Dobby. be quiet! (sighs) Are you
0: all right? Dobby had to punish himself, sir. Dobby almost spoke ill of his family, sir.
2: So yeah. Dobby is the. I guess we could mention it for people here. He is the house elf for uh, the Malfoys. Yes, at this which point. we
3: don't really find out until the very end of the book and until, the movie.
2: Until later on, he doesn't mention that here at the beginning, right? He doesn't. Oh no, he, let that yeah, on. we don't
3: find out until the very end.
2: Yeah, obviously we find out then, but I just, I just was trying no, to make just, sure that he doesn't he mention that name. A, yeah, yeah. So he's been keeping these letters because he's he's doesn't want. Uh, he doesn't want uh, Harry to go back to Hogwarts.
3: Yes, he's he cares for Harry because he's heard about Harry and how he, you know, uh helps the little people.
2: Yes. Yes, and so, so he they... does
3: he he knows obviously because he's the Malfoy's um slave. He knows that Malfoys are planning something.
2: Yes, exactly. So and he so he's he trying stalking. to help right? He's trying to help Harry and, and you know, he's afraid for Harry basically his life basically.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing—it's—I mean—it's funny. Uh, it's just the way the mind works for Dobby. Is you know he's he's holding back the letters from all his friends, thinking that Harry wouldn't want to go back to school because he doesn't think his friends care about him. But to me, that would just make me want to go to school even more, if you're not hearing from your friends over the summer.
2: Yeah, I, I suppose. I mean, it, it all becomes kind of moot a little bit because then um, after uh, well, Dobby kind of messes up the dinner party. He drops that cake on on the wife yes, of the uh, wife. Yeah, of the boss of uh, Verden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, uh, yeah, which and Harry, is kind of Harry funny. Harry gets blamed. Yeah, of course Harry gets blamed because he's trying to kind of – basically he's trying to keep Dobby hidden too a little bit. Yes. Uh,
3: yeah, if I can interject really quick. Sure, please. There's yeah. actually uh, – I have this list of uh, of things that are different from the book to the movie and something popped up there. Okay, um, go ahead. Harry never got his Ministry of Magic warning for underage use of magic, which plays into book five. when He, he doesn't because kind of,
2: under- of he uh, – they, oh, right. think,
3: Be- they think that Harry's the one that magically made the cake or the pudding fall onto that woman's head.
2: Right. Because they, right. they
3: don't they don't we found come to find out that we we they don't know how underage magic they don't know who's doing it, they just know in that residence, underage magic is happening. And since Harry's the only wizard in there, they automatically assume he's the one using the magic. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, they're obviously the you know, the ministry is is very very keen on keeping magic uh, away from muggles as much yeah. as possible they're yeah. afraid that they'll be discovered and so forth so
3: yeah it's not a big scene but it does kind of play into the fifth book when he goes on trial because it's his second you know when he does magic again
2: yes he gets yeah. in trouble
3: that's why he gets in trouble for two things of magic this one and then the second one
2: yep yeah yep and then of course later on it, it happens all over the place
3: well yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> when, it, when, it, when we get later on it's just like all over the place everybody's doing it
3: you it know doesn't I mean? matter yeah it's yeah. kind
2: of funny in a way it's a little all bit out of but, control. but then again of course that things are getting pretty desperate at that point so yes but uh, and then the uh, and then the Weasley guys show up the Weasley brothers uh, show up with the flying car and rescue Harry basically because after the whole dinner party thing you know, Vernon puts bars on Harry's window and basically tries to keep him from leaving at all.
7: Hiya, Harry. Ron, Fred, George. What are you all doing here? Rescuing you, of course. Now come on, get your trunk. You better stand back. Let's go. I'm gonna That bloody pigeon aren't going anywhere. Get off,
0: Drive!
3: It's horrible.
2: It is. It's it's, it's a little crazy. Well, they obviously know that his friends uh, have other ways to get him out of there. You know, even though he's up uh Instead of living under the the stairs, he's got this little room up way upstairs yeah. now in the I guess the attic or whatever you could call it. D-
3: Dudley's second room.
2: Yeah, his Dudley second room, right? <laughs> and and so they 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 show up with this flying car, which is very cool. And it's the four Angular, Yeah, they yank yank the bars off and they get away. And, uh, Vernon tries to stop him and he falls out the window and <laughs> and stuff. So then basically it gets. We get to see, because we didn't see this in the first film, Mm-mm. right? We didn't see the Weasley's house, right? The burrow. The burrow, right. Yes. So they take uh, they take out the car even though they're not really supposed to.
3: Yeah, we come to find get... out Molly, Molly yells and breaks the boys for stealing yes. their father's car.
4: Where have you
0: been? Harry, how wonderful to see you, dear. Beds empty, no note, car gone. You could have died. You could have been seen. Of course, I don't blame you, Harry, dear. They were starving him, Mum. There were bars on his window. Well, you best hope I don't put bars on your window, Ronald Weasley. Come on, Harry. Time for a spot of breakfast.
2: And, of course, the, the father, he's much more like, uh, oh, yeah, well, how'd it go? Good job. Oh, wasn't that you know, great? I love that scene. Yeah, he's he's just like, Molly's kind of upset about it. I mean, she's mostly upset because she's concerned for her boys you know yes i think and it's not like she disapproves of them getting hairy it's more of she's just afraid for them of what they could get into and then of course the dad comes home and he's like hey good job (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: your sons flew that enchanted car of yours to surrey and back last night
5: did you really how'd it go I
6: i mean that was very wrong indeed boys very wrong of you
2: and uh, so then Harry loves it there, you know, because, you know, it's just like they're all open with the magic. They've got the uh
3: Oh, they got the knitting, itself. The, you know, yeah, pots the knitting are... needles. They're knitting. Yeah.
2: I read but... somewhere on one of the, the side things that they, they filmed some woman knitting to
3: get oh, that. It was one of, I think it was Steve Klob's mother, if I remember yeah. correctly. It was one of the yeah. mothers of someone, yeah, one of the, the producer people.
2: Yeah, so, the, you know, it's very open for magic because they're all obviously, you know, magic people there that live at the, with the uh, the Weasleys. So it, Harry's been so, you know, suppressed with all this. And to be in this neat place where everybody, like, cares about each other, too, is just... Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, know, even if you look at the burrow, it looks like he's being held up by magic, which I think sure. you mention that in the book.
2: Yes. Because yeah. it's like,
3: you know, pieces, of, it's like rooms on top of rooms and they're slanted and they're being held up by poles and nothing, you know.
2: Yeah, it's like a treehouse. Yeah, they just it's, it's,
3: it's, they had more babies and they kept building onto it.
2: Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, so they 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 got uh, everybody together there, and then they eventually, of course, um, you know, school is starting. So. Um,
3: well, yeah, let's. They get their letters, and they find out they have to buy books for this Lockhart person, like a million books. So yeah. They so wind up going to uh, Diagon Alley, but they use flu powder for the first time, or at least Harry does.
2: Yes, and he, he goofs up a little bit where because yeah, you need would, to be
3: really uh, He
2: doesn't he says he says Dig- Dig-, Yeah, he says like Digon Alley instead of yes. Diagon Alley or whatever and he messes yeah. up and he he ends up in like where does he end up? Like in another little Borges shop and, off Borges one of and the and Burks.
3: S- yeah, Borges and Burks.
2: Right. So it's a, he's
3: it's close. Alley.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he but- yeah, he's he's in this sort of, you know, away from where everybody else ended up.
3: Yes, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. just down, like, a side road, and it's more, it's more of the, the darker arts are down that yeah, road.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not a good place to be, and, if, and he, he actually gets sort of a couple of, a few people start to, like, uh, approach him who don't look all the best. And, yes. And then, and then Hagrid comes Hagrid by, comes by and he's like, rescue. Harry, is that you? you
7: yeah.
0: Know? <laughs> not lost are you, my dear?
7: I'm fine, thank you. I, I was just...
0: Come with us. We'll help you find your way back.
6: No, please. Harry! Hackward! What do you think you're doing down here? Come on! You're a mess, Harry. Skulking round Nocturne Alley? Dodgy place. Don't want no one to see you there. People are
2: think you were up to no good. And everybody else kind of like scur- scurries off, you know, so good to have hagrid on your on your side you know good to have a friend who's uh, you know this big guy like
3: really that. tall yes yeah. yes yeah commands respect yes um so yeah hagrid takes him to the rest of the weasley and hermione and this is where we are introduced to lockhart
2: yeah who's at this book signing thing at a, at, a, at the um at diagon alley so
3: yeah and, and molly so, weasley is smitten with lockhart. right
2: she's like oh i'll get your book signed <laughs> for you give me your books i'll, I'll sign them and and, uh, and and Harry wins all of his books or gives him all of his books. Yeah, right, Lockhart
3: gives it' he, Lockhart's a ballastly, I'll say, a hound. He just loves it. Oh, so sure. And, he, and he he's
2: pulling Harry. Harry in there for photos
3: and, he, and all yeah, that. He yeah, he grabs them instantly and, you know, oh, we can make front page. With, yes. You know, so, yeah, he's we're very into himself. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. he wound up giving Harry all his books. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then, uh, uh, like Rico said, Molly grabs them all from him and... All yeah, she's signs. like, I'll
2: sign him. I'll get him. I'll go yeah. up there. Yeah. Uh, so, the, so they, you know, they do their usual, you know, shopping trips. They get their way to the platform nine and three quarters, and oh, wait, there's
3: one thing I really want to talk about really quick.
2: Oh, go ahead. It's,
3: it's a confrontation between Lucius and uh, Arthur Weasley.
2: Oh yeah, that's an important point. They actually right.
3: fight in the book, but in the movie, they don't fight. They just Arthur holds his temper, um, but uh, there's a really cool scene. That uh, Lucius picks up one of Ginny's books, and it's uh it's old, rundown looking. And it's well used. And yeah, he she, he, back, he
2: makes some like some kind of comment like, "Oh, you must be a Weasley, right?" Or yes, whatever, because yeah. it's used. Everything's used, right? Yes,
3: yeah. Um, and so when he he puts the books back when they're about to leave, he actually slips the diary in, and you can see both books go back into her cauldron.
2: Right, right. And it, so I mean, you
3: know, unless you know about it, it's it goes by really. It's a really quick scene.
2: Yeah, they obviously can't make it too too noticeable or else everybody else would notice it. So he's he's trying to slip in this this diary thing
3: into Jenny's Jenny's
2: thing to set the whole thing in motion, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes.
3: Um, Yeah, and then we go to uh, platform nine nine and three quarters.
2: Yep. And they're
3: running late, of course.
2: Like they always are, yeah. Yes. So they get to the platform and all the other people go through and then Harry, we're just left with Harry and Ron. Harry and Ron try to go through, and it's blocked. It doesn't work anymore for them.
3: Yeah, and they can't figure out why. Let's go.
6: (sighs) (sighs) Oi! What do you think you're doing?
7: Sorry. Lost, Lost control of the trolley. Why can't we get through? I don't know. The gateway sealed itself for some reason. The train leaves at exactly eleven o'clock. We've missed it. Harry, if we can't get through, maybe Mum and Dad can't get back. Maybe we should just go and wait by the car.
3: Right. And of course it's you know, they look at the clock and it's eleven o'clock and Hogwarts Express is leaving. So right, and later
2: on, we learn it was another thing that Dobby did. Right, he yes. stopped them. Yeah. Right, yeah. So they um, they get the car, they get the Ford uh, Angler, yeah, and they fly to uh, Hogwarts. They eventually catch up, kind of, with the train.
3: Yeah, I have and... a really quick tidbit about the Ford. Oh, please, yeah. Well, what's funny is the movie makes that whole trip look really exciting. You know, the they're on the train tracks, and the train comes behind them, and yeah, the it becomes it's a really little big. right.
2: Yeah, and, know, Harry, and, it, isn't, uh, and Harry, Harry falls out, out the door that. at one point, right? Yeah, None
3: of this happens in the book.
2: <laughs> yeah, right? they, I thought it was a little bit more, uh, it, it's just fine. They just get in the car and they fly to Hogwarts. Yes,
3: pretty much. And then they hit the Whomping Willow and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I have a little tidbit about the, the car. Uh, the Weasley's car is a Ford Angular. This is actually the same color and model of car that author J.K. Rowling and her best friend from school used to ride around in when they were younger. So she used it for uh, the movie. Oh, okay. Also, also for the Wamping Willow scene, they destroyed 14 Ford Anglers for that scene.
2: Oh, gosh.
3: <laughs> yeah. 14 different cars were destroyed to create that scene.
2: For that scene alone, yeah. huh?
3: Yeah. Wow. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, it's a good scene, though. I mean, it's, it's the Willow and the, and just it's it's trying to basically, you know, they they fall into the Willow and the Willow's like smashing on them and
3: pushing yeah. branches and again, through. because of her writing, the Willow is there for a reason that we find out in book
2: uh, three. It's a, it's a protector, right, or something? Yeah, it's, or, a, it's or right. the entrance yeah.
3: that, that, uh, for Lupin's uh, to the shrieking Shack. So they planted it there to keep people away.
2: Right, Which,
3: right. I, and again, I just love that it's all tied together, you know. Yep. That, yep. She introduces the Whomping Willow a whole book before it actually becomes a significant part of the book.
2: Yes, yeah. Well, she uses things like that, you know. She puts things in, and then they have other, they have other little connections and, yeah. and uses later on so yeah. we even we even have uh later on in this movie you know the sorting hat becomes is important again yep. too
3: comes back into it again yep. yeah so um, yeah so we're so back then they're in, in trouble with Snape.
2: yep they're they've got ron's uh sister there too of course for the first year yep. they're Jenny all second year she's Humphrey. first year she's also in uh in gryffindor uh mm-hmm. with the rest of them yep and hmm. then yeah right they get in trouble of course, because that's yes, what they do. <laughs>
3: and they think they're going to be expelled,
5: but uh, yeah,
3: they only give them detention.
5: You were seen by no less than seven muggles. Do you have any idea how serious this is? You have risked the exposure of our world. Not to mention the damage you inflicted on a whomping willow that's been on these grounds since before you were born. Honestly,
7: Professor Snape... I think it did more damage to us
5: Silence I assure you That were you in Slytherin And your fate rested with me The both of you would be on the train home Tonight As it is They are not
7: Professor Dumbledore Professor McGonagall
5: Headmaster These boys have flouted the decree for the restriction of underage wizardry. As such,
4: I am well aware of our bylaws, Severus, having written quite a few of them myself. However, as head of Gryffindor House, it is for Professor McGonagall to determine the appropriate action.
1: We'll go and get our stuff, then. What are you talking about, Mr. Weasley?
7: You're
3: going to expel us, aren't you?
1: Not today, Mr. Weasley.
3: Um, and then we have our first herbology class.
1: Yep.
2: And that's yep. where
3: Riku mentioned the mandrakes.
2: Yes, the screaming little plants everybody has. Uh,
3: they, yeah, it's funny. Is they actually have one of those at... Earplugs. Uh, uh, yeah, they have one it, of those at Hogmeade.
2: In, oh, In uh, do. Florida. Does it scream at you?
3: Oh, it does. <laughs> yes, it's in a window, and it's sitting there moving and screaming. It's All awesome. right. Yeah.
2: Cool.
0: Good morning, everyone. <laughs> greenhouse three second years. Now, gather round, everyone. Today, we're going to repot mandrakes. Who here can tell me the properties of the mandrake root? Yes, Miss Granger.
7: Mandrake, or mandragora, is used to return those who've been petrified to their original state. It's also quite dangerous. The mandrake's cry is fatal to anyone who hears it.
0: Excellent. Ten points to Gryffindor. Now, as our mandrakes are still only seedlings, their cries won't kill you yet, but they could knock you out for several hours, which is why I've given each of you a pair of earmuffs for auditory protection. So, can you please put them on right away? Quickly. Flaps tight down, and watch me closely. You grasp your mandrake firmly. You pull it sharply
6: out of the pot.
0: Got it, and now you dunk it down into the other pot and pour a little sprinkling of soil to keep him warm.
3: And then, of course, Ron gets a howler.
2: Yeah, he gets the letter right. He gets yes. uh, from from and his it's mother. it's different because,
3: yeah, in the... In for the, for in the, the
2: b- car thing again, right? It's, it's, yes, uh, for
3: the car. It's Molly. Molly sends a howler to Ron.
2: Yeah, she's and, worried about who would see them and all that stuff, yeah. And now, yeah,
3: well, we find out the author is uh, in trouble now because, yes. you know, he had a flying car that he shouldn't
2: Right, have. he works uh, at the Ministry of Magic, so he's, yes, you Yes, he know... works
3: in Muggle Muggle Relations.
2: Yeah, that's what it's funny. He, he, you know, he asks Harry, I think, in the movie here, and he, I think a few other points, and even some of the other ones, you know, he's always trying to find out more about the muggles from Harry because of yeah. Harry's connection to the he Dursleys. He so
3: loves muggles. Everything yeah. about muggles?
2: He's like, it's like why he's like some kind of like bird watcher, you know, like we're just <laughs> like, like some little strange creature, you know, we're just like people like you, we just don't have magic, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but I think it's, yeah, it's funny.
3: Um. Yeah. So then the, the howler happens, which happens in the book a slightly different Ron actually runs out into the hallway. Uh, oh, instead
2: it. of right at the table. Instead yeah. of
3: right at the table, but everyone hears it anyways because it's a howler and it's so loud. So yeah, you know. And then uh, we also meet another character, Colin Creevy, who's like a Harry Potter fanatic.
2: Oh, that's right. That's the kid. Uh, that's uh, he's found petrified, right?
3: Uh, well, he is eventually. He's the first victim. Yeah,
2: later, right? But right yeah. now,
3: he's just a diehard fan. He takes a picture of Harry. Right. Uh, he just he totally infatuated with Harry yes um which you know he's only in this movie but he's in the rest of the books but they never bring him back
2: yeah he doesn't have a whole Uh, lot because he actually dies
3: at the end which is kind of sad yeah um anyways sorry sidetracked no problem so so, yeah so then we have that and then we get uh the uh first defense against the dark arts class which Rico mentioned earlier. With yeah,
2: with the, with the pixies. And the yeah, pixies. All, all the little crazy pixies that, you yeah. know, hundreds of them, it looks like, that Yeah, and of course, and-
3: Hermione to the rescue.
6: Now, be warned. It is my job to arm you against the foulest creatures known to wizard kind. You may find yourselves facing your worst fears in this room. Know only that no harm can befall you whilst I am here.
5: I must ask you not to scream. It might provoke
6: them! Cornish pixies? Freshly caught, Cornish pixies. <laughs> Laugh if you will, Mr. Finnegan. The pixies can be devilishly tricky little blighters. Let's see what you make of them. No. What
4: do we do now?
2: Yeah, fairly. You know, although in this, you know, one of the things obviously that happens in this movie later on, I you know mention it now is you know she she becomes petrified at one point. So yes. they take yeah. her out of the picture a little bit, which is which is an interesting thing because of the fact that she is the you know best with the, the magic, the saves brains. the day a yeah. lot. And, well,
3: and, it, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that point, but she is the one that actually breaks the whole thing and finds out what it is and where it is. Oh,
2: sure, right. They say that, know. and they even thank her at the end, you know, because yeah. basically she leaves clues enough that they can help uh, yeah. Ron and, and Harry find and out Harry. what's going.
3: Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, so, yeah, so after that, then we have the, uh, the conflict between the Gryffindor Quidditch team and the Slytherin Quidditch team, because they're both going out to practice at the same time.
2: Yep. And
3: yep. Ron uses his wonderful wand to curse uh, Malfoy because he called Hermione. He calls a mud Hermione,
2: blood. yeah, a mudblood, and he gets uh, he gets the slugs in his mouth, right? He, yeah, unfortunately,
3: he... it backfires on Ron.
7: No one asked your opinion, you filthy little mudblood. She'll sure pay for that one, Malfoy. Eat slugs. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Ron. <sighs> Say something. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, no, and, that's gross, too. That, gives, makes they did a good job slugs. with that. You know, however they were doing that, I don't know. I didn't read that specifically. It's actually,
3: the, yeah, the ones coming out of his mouth are real. Not real slugs, but, you know, But some
2: kind of props. Cru- yeah,
3: like a, a little, candy, like a jelly, like a gummy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then the other ones that are moving are obviously CG.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, but I mean, he, you know, he he kind of spits out like three or four of them. In oh, that, he does, in, yeah, you know, that, in that scene. So, and he does a good job of looking poor Ron. You know, he he's he seems. I to, always say that. Seems Ron, to Ron. have he seems to have perpetually you know these bad the things, worst kinda,
3: luck ever.
2: Yeah, he basically the worst luck ever. Even
3: yeah. though he does wind up with Hermione, which is a good thing
2: yeah yeah so so he he's just you know a poor guy's got you know old robes old books a broken (laughs) wand yeah
3: yeah and then uh uh then we have the conversation with hagrid and about the mudbloods and we they they explain what they are and you know how it's a bad word among the wizarding world and
6: who's ron trying to curse anyway malfoy
7: he calls hermione um well i i don't know exactly what it means He me a mudblood. He did not. What's a mudblood? It means dirty blood. Mudblood's a really foul name for someone who is muggle-born. Someone with non-magic parents. Someone like me. It's not a term one usually hears in civilised conversation.
6: See, the thing is, Harry, there's some wizards, like the Malfoy family, who think they're better than everyone else because they're what people call pure blood.
7: That's horrible. It's disgusting.
6: And it's Coswell up to butt. Dirty blood. Why, there isn't a wizard alive today that's not half blood or less. More to the point, they've yet to think of a spell that our Hermione can do. Come here. Don't you think on it, Hermione. Don't you think on it for one minute.
2: It obviously bothers Hermione a lot. So, and, yes, and you are getting little consent. hint. We're getting little hints here of how much Ron cares about her. Yep. You know, where he's defending her. Defending and stuff
3: her. Like. His. Yeah. It becomes yep. her uh, knight in shining armor.
2: Yep. Definitely. Or
3: spitting up slugs at least.
2: Yes. <laughs>
3: um. Yeah. So then, um, and then we have the scene where uh, Harry and Lockhart, or well, it's it's Harry's detention, and he's signing autographs, or he's helping Lockhart with his autographs.
2: And that's when he talks when he about hears, the the, the uh, hearing the snake. Uh, yeah, right, he the hears parcel
3: something tom. talking about yeah. killing people.
2: Yes.
4: What?
5: Sorry. That voice. Voice. Can you hear it? What are you talking about, Harry? I think we're getting a bit uh, drowsy.
3: <laughs> and then he meets up with Ron and Hermione out in the hallway, and they stumble across the uh, blood on the wall. Yeah, the, the chamber ta- has been opened. The
2: Chamber, chamber of, of secrets. secrets has been opened, yes. Yeah. And and it's poor Mrs. Uh, Norris. It's the cat blood, right? Yeah,
3: or, yeah, Mrs. Norris. Miss Norris.
2: Or it's not her blood, right? No, she's no, 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 it's petrified it's blood fright, but it's, 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 uh, they do find a cat there right near there, too. Yeah, right? it's
3: petrified. Mrs. Yeah. Norris is, uh, uh Mrs. of course, Norris. now people are talking that, you know, they're thinking Harry is, uh, the culprit. Um, yeah,
2: because if because if he gets, just keeps being found at these scenes. He, yeah, you he, know, did, he
3: just has bad luck being in yeah. places. Um,
2: yeah, well, they, they, you know, they also, um, it's, it's, um, it, they talk about they learn about the chamber well they don't really learn about that much of it here at this point but
3: no that's actually the next scene they're in the more it's class. more
2: of uh you know them uh trying to figure out what's going on you know the threesome you know yeah. harry harry thinks malfoy's kind of behind it uh,
3: everything yeah which is yeah. an obvious guess
2: yeah he's slytherin he, he's, yes he was obviously perfect... evil yeah, be... and nasty so right
3: yeah Yeah. And then we have the scene with McGonagall where she explains what the Chamber of Secrets is and she explains
1: it to the students and the audience. Well, you all know, of course, that Hogwarts was founded over a thousand years ago by the four greatest witches and wizards of the age. Godric Gryffindor, Helga Hufflepuff, Rowena Ravenclaw, and Salazar Slytherin. Now, three of the founders coexisted quite harmoniously. One did not. Three guesses, who? Salazar Slytherin wished to be more selective about the students admitted to Hogwarts. He believed magical learning should be kept within all magic families, in other words, pure bloods. Unable to sway the others, he decided to leave the school. Now, according to legend, Slytherin had built a hidden chamber in this castle known as the Chamber of Secrets. Well, shortly before departing, he sealed it until that time when his own true heir returned to the school. The heir alone would be able to open the chamber and unleash the horror within, and by so doing, purge the school of all those who In Slytherin's view, were unworthy to study magic.
7: Muggleborns.
1: Well, naturally the school has been searched many times. No such chamber has been found.
7: Professor, what exactly does legend tell us lies within the chamber?
1: The chamber is said to be home to something that only the heir of Slytherin can control. It is said to be the home of a monster.
3: Uh, this originally was the ghost teacher in the book. Uh, the history teacher.
2: And not McGonagall that explains it?
3: Yeah, but in the, bu- right. in the movies, the ghost teacher, and I can't remember his name for the life of me right now, but he's not even in the movie, so obviously they just transferred it to McGonagall.
2: Which works very Which well.
3: Works, yeah, because of course yeah. he's going to know the history of of hogwarts so she explains what it is and we find out that it was Slytherin who made it you know the chamber and had a basilisk and there was one student previous who was killed um so yeah so we yeah get and kind it, of all and it was like
2: years ago it was like 50 years 50 ago, years roughly, ago yeah. Right? yeah yeah yeah
3: um so yeah so we get all that that kind of background stuff and uh then after that um of course, the trio trying to come up with a plan to... Cause they, they're dead set as Malfoy.
2: Yeah, so, so they need they to spy whole, on him, right?
3: Yeah, so they want to spy on him, and they they want to do a polyjuice potion. Which right, takes
2: Hermione suggests this this very elaborate potion that takes her weeks, uh, like yeah. a month to make. A month to make, yeah. Which will yeah. make you appear for a short time like somebody else. You can, yep. you can have the appearance of somebody else, and she... Says, well, you could have yourself disguised, uh, disguised as Crab and Goyle, Harry and Ron, who are Malfoy's, like, his, the little his Three cronies. Stooges. Yeah. His cronies, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they could go get, uh, you know, learn something, get Malfoy talking about what's going on with the chamber. Yeah. So, yeah, for the next few weeks, Hermione's working on this Polyjuice thing.
3: Yeah. And there's a whole scene that's cut out that's in the book is the Death Day party um, for um, Nearly a snick.
2: Oh yeah, because they you know? find him. Also, I guess I don't know if you call it dead. What do you call it? Well, he's uh, petrified as well. Petrified, right? He's yeah. petrified, which is weird to me that a ghost could be petrified.
3: But... It's very bizarre. Yeah, it actually freaks out everybody because yeah. they're all worried. Even the ghosts are now worried that they can be petrified. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, after that scene, then we have um...
2: and they've been running into. You know, they go into the bathroom to work on the potion, right? And they they're uh, they're working. Um, uh, in there, and they meet up with uh, Moaning Myrtle. Moaning
3: Myrtle, yep. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, and then we have uh, a Quidditch scene, which is the only Quidditch scene that we actually get in this movie. And the game, um, the
2: game itself, you mean? When the they game, play, yeah. When they're playing, right, a real yeah, game. When yeah, when they're playing
3: the Slytherin, the Slytherins have new uh, Nimbus two thousand and ones. Or yeah, right. And that yeah. that
2: whole uh, thing ends up happening where Harry gets his arm broken uh, during the during the battle. Yeah,
3: there's a rogue bludger that's attacking Harry.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it, there's a big elaborate chase scene where, you know, it's crashing through the whole stadium and yeah. underneath and everything and it's yep. uh it's pretty elaborate. It's pretty cool. It's much more and,
3: elaborate in the movie than it is in the book, but that makes sense.
2: Yeah. And uh, but uh, yeah, he
3: does get his arm broken and then of course Lockhart is going to fix it.
2: He tries to fix it and turns it into basically like jelly or rubber. He removes the,
3: the bones. Right. Instead
2: of fixing the bones, he just takes them. Well that fixes them. There's no more bones. <laughs>
3: but it does fix them, yes, and removes yeah. them. So um, he goes to the, the
2: hospital, they have to do yeah, like, something to regrow the bones and Skello Grow. Yeah. Skello Grow, yeah. Yeah. Very Skelogro. handy.
3: Very and that's handy. where Dobby pops in. And this is where we find out that Dobby's the one that prevented them from going through the portal and it was right. Dobby Do- Do-
2: Dobby's uh, worried about him. Dobby's trying to keep him safe and
3: yeah, he, yeah keeping him safe by breaking his arm and almost well, killing him. Well, taking
2: him out of the you know, he figures if he could take him out of the playing the game, he'd be safer, I guess, is his logic.
3: Well he I was think. hoping to hurt him enough to send him home.
2: Yeah, That's right. I just really I, I, I don't want funny. you to die, Harry Potter, but but yeah, I'm just, just gonna me. I'm just gonna get you pounded <laughs> by this big ball thing, yeah. Yeah.
0: Hello? Dobby. Harry Potter should have listened to Dobby. Harry Potter should have gone back home when he missed the train.
7: It was you. You stopped the barrier from letting Ron and me through.
0: Indeed, yes, sir.
7: You nearly got Ron and me
0: expelled. At least you would be away from here. Harry Potter must go home. Dobby thought his bludger would be enough to make Harry Potter see that... You're you made that blood chase after me. Dobby feels most aggrieved, sir. Dobby had to iron his hands.
7: You better clear off before my bones come back, Dobby, or I might strangle you.
3: <gasps> and then that's when we find out that Colin Creevy has been petrified. They bring him in.
2: Yes. Um, and one thing I read and you probably have it in your notes too Kenny, but I yeah. thought it was really interesting and I didn't realize this until I read it. And as I was watching the movie I said, "Boy, they did a really good job there. I know
3: we were going Hermi- already with this.
2: You probably do. Yeah, Hermione looks really petrified. Well, th- those aren't the actors. Yep. Those are like those like they're like basically, I don't know what you call them, like mannequins or they they basically made, you know, uh, a prop, I guess you could call it. Of of the actors when the when you found them petrified, so yep. so basically that, yeah, it's 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 really good. I mean, I know it
3: looks, I, I read that and I was like, you got to be kidding me.
2: Well, I think what's cool about it wh- now that I know about it is the fact that when I watched it, I said that looks like you know uh, Colin Creevy and Hermione, you know, but they look like sort of plasticky a little bit. Like they look very very. Well, they look petrified. So I think it, <laughs> I think it's actually better that they did that than tried to use just the actors holding really still or something.
3: Oh, I couldn't even imagine those. actors I guess you could have used some on. kind
2: of makeup effect on them to make it look more than just them uh, just sitting there frozen almost. But I I, I think it really worked well. I, I mean, I'm just amazed by it. So uh, so that's cool. I, I I did not know that at all because I was really watching closely, especially I think. I don't know. They go see Hermione there once or twice when she after she's petrified. We're getting that's a little later, obviously in the movie. But yeah. I'm like, is she breathing? Is she breathing? I said that's really good
3: because <laughs> we both
2: we've seen a lot of movies and TV shows where somebody's like either like, supposed to be dead. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and their they're chest they're and dead, went and up. They're, yeah. they're like, oh, I still see you breathing. Yeah, you know, especially yeah. if it's a really long scene. Uh, yeah. So so anyway, so yeah, they used uh, they they basically created full size models full-size models yeah it's
3: crazy yep. yeah I, I did the same thing when i read that i was like no way and then i was watching it and like you said you're looking at it, you're like yeah i guess they aren't moving at all it is really it's, good job They're it's like really it's really
2: impressive i mean it's so impressive that i also wondered to myself when i think about it like why did they do that i mean did they try with you know, would they have tried with the actors and it just wasn't working well enough? Like, you know, especially Hermione has got her arm kind of in the air at this weird angle. Yeah. Like she's reaching out. Yeah. And it's like that doesn't move at all, you know. <laughs> and, and I'm like, that must have been – I kept thinking to myself, boy, that must have been really hard to hold it that steady, especially when she's laying, you know, on the bed. On, on the bed. bed, yeah. Yeah, it's not like it's just sticking out ahead of you.
3: I don't know what I thought when I saw the initially –
2: and, uh, really and the fact that them. they said, you know what, we're just going to make, you know, replicas of these people, you know, as, as, as mannequin prop type things. And like yep. people said, what? You're going to yep. do what? <laughs> like, come on, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, they, it's very impressive. So they, very, yeah. very cool. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay. Um, and then, yeah, so then we have the Moni Myrtle scene where we're introduced to Moni Myrtle. And then we have yes. a dueling club, uh, which is a lot of fun because it's fun in the book, too.
2: Yes, and this is run by uh, Gilderoy, Lockhart. right? Yeah, yeah, which is ridiculous because he's- And just, Snape he
3: begrudgingly. Begr-
2: begr- yeah, because they wants obviously, they're trying to, you know, get the real two nemesises together, you know, yes. Slytherin and Gryffindor, and in this case, um, Malfoy and uh, Harry Potter, so. Yeah. So, of um, course, they just have him go at it.
6: One's at the reddit.
7: Scared, Potter.
2: You wish.
6: For the count of three, cast your charms to disarm your opponent, only to disarm. We don't want any accidents here. One, two.
7: Richter status!
0: <laughs> Rictus Emperor!
6: Disarm only
7: Seven
2: here. I, I, I always think it 's funny in these movies and I, it started in the books and the movies. Maybe I noticed it more in the in the movies than in the books because in the books there 's a little more background but they seem to constantly have these these students quote unquote students do things without really teaching them or instructing them very much I, do you do you, do you, wanna, you know what i mean it's yeah. they're always like telling them okay you two guys like make this uh you know do this like like the pixies like stop yeah. the fi- pixies uh like duel but we're not really you know I, I it just it just is funny to me that they constantly just sort of throw them into things yeah. and uh it happens yeah. a lot in uh goblet of fire i think too especially it's like yeah just just wing it you know
3: <laughs> yeah. instinctively
2: i guess i guess yeah.
3: yeah um but that scene uh we have malfoy creates a snake that uh starts to go after justin finch fletchley and uh harry steps up to stop him
2: Yes, Harry goes in his little weird parcel tongue. Yeah, mode, parcel right? tongue.
3: And he doesn't realize he's doing it, and people are thinking that Harry is like, you know, egging the snake on to attack Justin.
2: Right. It sort of looks like that a little. They do it pretty pretty well, actually, but but eventually yeah. that yeah, he um uh, he stop. He's really stopping the snake.
3: Yeah, he's telling it to stop, but yep. it doesn't. It's not sounding like that to us. Uh, right. Eventually, uh, Snape comes and and destroys the snake, and everyone's freaking out and not liking uh, Harry. And now they're suspicious of Harry because Slytherin also spoke. Not Slytherin. Salazar Slytherin, Yeah, Salazar also spoke um, Parseltongue. Parseltongue. That's why, the, that's why the snake is the symbol for the Slytherin house.
2: Well, and it also is related to the Chamber of Secrets, correct? So yes, yes. yes eventually, we, yeah,
3: we find out. Yes. Um, so the next scene is Justin and nearly headless Nick, petrified, and of yes. course Harry is the only person who comes upon it first.
2: Yeah, poor Harry, he's got to stop wandering the halls and running. He into, does running into <laughs> people that are petrified. <laughs> yeah,
3: and Phil sees them.
2: Yeah, Filch, and, of course, is always just a, a second behind him, and he, then he sees, you know, Harry's red-handed basically, you know, two or three yes. times. and.
3: Yep. Um, so he's taken to see Dumbledore, and that's where he uh, runs into the sorting hat, because it stays in Dumbledore's office. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he talks
2: to the hat a little bit, right? Yeah, he questions,
3: yeah. you know, why did you say I would be good in Slytherin? Did you put me in the wrong house? Because now even Harry's starting to you know, Harry's like, "Am I the, the heir to Slytherin?" You know, because yeah. technically he could be.
2: Yes. yes. Um So
3: you know, and then the, the 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 hat you know just tells him that no, he would be good in Slytherin.
2: Yes, um, he would have been okay. And then, of course, Harry. You know, I don't think he I think he says it later, right? Or does he say it at this point? He he says, "Yeah," but I. I wanted to be in Gryffindor.
3: That's later, you know? yeah. That's later. Yeah. That's the Dumbledore conversation at the end.
2: Right. That's what I think. Because yeah. he
3: chose to be in and Dumbled- Gryffindor. Yeah.
2: Yes. Exactly. Uh,
3: but then we meet Fox, the Phoenix.
2: Yes, who is like, like my my favorite. Uh, you know, I want uh, I want a fox around. You know, I, I would love fox. to have a phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. this like you know, he comes to your help, your aid. He's got <laughs> he's got tears that will that could heal, heal you. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. So he's
2: he's handy. He 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 pretty much can't die. Basically, you know, yep. and uh,
3: all it is is to kind of introduce us to Fox really quick because he bursts yes. in the flame almost instantly.
2: Yeah, Harry's like, whoa, what happened? Yeah, Earth. I
3: didn't I didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, and then he has a conversation with Dumbledore and Dumbledore obviously does not believe that Harry is the one petrifying people.
4: Sure, sure. And this
3: is the hard part, is, you know, because Dumbledore's like, he's like almost pulling it out of Harry. He's like, do you have anything to tell me? Do you want to tell me anything? And Harry's like, nope, nothing. And I'm like, oh, oh my right. God, just tell him that you're hearing voices.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they, they you know, as, as time goes on, obviously, the, you know, they, they start out, you know, Dumbledore and Harry, you know, this relationship. But eventually, they obviously... I think Harry's still a little bit concerned. Here's this big, you know, headmaster of the school. He's this legend. Yeah. And I, and I think he's just a little afraid. He's not sure what he can reveal or not. You know, he's he's just... He doesn't quite have the, the eventual where he basically trusts Dumbledore completely and they confide in each other completely. You know, it isn't quite there yet.
3: I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, even... Even you know because even like uh, I think it's Ron in the book and Hermione in the movie say that hearing voices is bad, regardless of being a wizard <laughs> yeah. or not.
2: that's a bad you thing, know? Harry. Don't tell yeah. people that you hear voices; they're going to lock you up in Az- yeah. a- Azkaban or something. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we-
2: so we've had a meeting there, and then um, yeah,
3: and, and then
2: the- we're back to the-, the, the
3: bathroom with the polyjuice potion.
2: Yes, this is okay. where they drink it. Yep. which
3: Well, actually, they there's a scene where they have to get the hairs from Crab and Goyle, which is funny. Um, yeah, I
2: don't think they just, show that in the movie, right?
3: No, or it's in the movie. Show,
2: it is in the movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, Must There's an extended
3: just... cut where they actually show them pulling the guys into a broom closet and pulling hairs out. Oh, uh, okay. There, there is the floating can, uh, biscuits or muffins or whatever they are that the kids see and eat.
2: Right, That's that knock, that knocks them out though. It that knocks that, them out. that yeah. knocks them out so they can take their place, so they don't have them popping in on them when they're yeah. when they're in there with Malfoy. Yeah. Right, and
3: then Hermione has a hair from uh, Millicent because in the book she actually tussles with her. Because in the book, the dueling club there's a whole bunch of teams of two fighting, uh, dueling each other. It's not just one. Um, one right,
2: it's not just it's not just Malfoy and, 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 yeah. and yeah. Harry. And all Hermione all is moment.
3: teamed up against Millicent from Slytherin, and instead of dueling. Millicent has Hermione in a headlock on the ground, and that's when she gets her hair off of her. Her robes. Yeah. Okay. Um, but come to find out, it wasn't Millicent's hair. It was. Yes, it was
2: a cat hair. Her cat right. hair. Yeah, <laughs> that was and on her robe. Polyjuice
3: potion yeah. is not meant for animal-human transfiguration, so there's a little accident with Hermione.
2: Yeah, she turns into this sort of like cat girl and has
3: to. Yeah, get- like a human cat.
2: Yeah, like has to get. um, It doesn't just wear off, which I find interesting. It,
3: no, in the she, books, it takes. Uh, and she quite has to a while actually be go into
2: the hospital wing or whatever. They yeah. have to actually like get it.
3: Yeah, in know, the movie, cure. they don't really mention it. It's like one day she is. No, she edition. she
2: disappears for a very short time, and then yeah, she's fine. So. Yeah,
3: but in the book, yeah, in the book, you're right. She goes to the hospital, and she's in there for like weeks and weeks.
2: Yeah, because the the crab goyle and Harry and, and Ron, they're only like transformed for like I've. It's it looks like a, a pretty short time, right? Of yeah, an, okay. an hour. Yeah, I think it's an hour. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so,
3: you're right. So those guys transform, then they have to figure out where the Slytherin um, entrance is, because remember they don't know, because it's all secret to the house. Yes. Yeah. Um, but they do realize that the Slytherins normally go down to the dungeon, so they kind of head down there, and that's when they run into uh, Malfoy.
2: Yeah, Malfoy. He's he's wandering with him, and they run into uh, one of the older the older Weasley guy, right? Who's who's there? Yes, uh he's Percy. a prefect Percy. Yes, yeah, Percy. And I like how Malfoy just doesn't care. Like, even though Percy is is this this prefect, right? Yeah, that's, he's that's definitely his title. more. He's, he's he's yeah, and and it's like they're just wandering around, and Malfoy's like, just go away, Weasley, or he says <laughs> yeah. something to him like. Like, dude, I, I'm 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 in charge here. Not yeah. I don't care how much money and power your your family has.
3: Yeah, you know. It shows Percy, kind of, you know, Percy doesn't really
2: do much about it. He just kind of lets it, brushes it off, and whatever. Yeah. But.
3: Well, so, there's more in the book that's completely taken out of the movie with him and Penelope Clearwater and Ginny Weasley and right. Um, yeah. Which we'll we'll get to that once we're done talking about the movie.
2: And then, but, uh, so that gets them with Malfoy. So that gets them to into talking to Malfoy, and they the they common basically, room. Yeah, they the basically room quickly room. find out that, that they don't. You know, Malfoy doesn't have any idea of what's going on. He doesn't yep. know about the Chamber. He doesn't know anything. Basically,
7: Saint Potter, and people actually think that he's the heir of Sutherland? But then you must have some idea who's behind it all. You know, I don't goyle. I told you yesterday. How many times do I have to tell you? Is this yours? But my father did say this. It's been 50 years since the chamber was opened. He wouldn't tell me who opened it, only that they were expelled. The last time the Chamber of Secrets was opened, a mudblood died. So it's only a matter of time before one of them is killed this time. As for me, I hope it's Granger.
2: And then they start to feel like they're, tra- you know, they they start to transform back a little. They run off, and uh, yeah. and then they're they're you know back, and then that's when they find Hermione's uh, a cat girl, cat. and yeah, and uh, and and then that, uh, I guess that pretty much ends that whole piece.
3: Yeah, then we're then we're in the bathroom again because there's water all over the floor, and they go. Oh yeah, you're right. They right. investigate, and it's Molly Myrtle's bathroom that she turned on all the taps because someone threw a book through her or into her.
2: Yeah, um, she got very out, upset, right? And it's yeah, just Harry, I think, in there the at diary. that point, right? Is it? Isn't it just Harry? Because because Hermione's. Harry and Ron. Oh, is Ron in there too? I'm trying. Yep. Yeah, I just I, I know Hermione wasn't because she's off getting, you know, de-cat, decatified. Yeah, decatified, and okay. <laughs> So he finds yeah, the so book. Yeah, the... he picks up this wet book out of the out of the puddle, and yeah. uh, th- then eventually he takes it back to his room, and he's looking at it, and it's it looks blank to begin with. Yep. Yes. Yep. And then he
3: writes in it. Well, actually, he picks up a pen, and ink drops onto it. Yes. And disappears. So then he starts writing in it. I'm Harry Potter, and then the book responds back to him. Yes. It
2: um, so basically it becomes more of a conversation back and forth. Yes.
3: Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, he, uh, Harry always says, do you know anything about the Chamber of Secrets? And he said, yes, I can show you. Or the book said, yes, I can show you.
2: Yeah, he says something like, I won't tell you, but I can show you. Or yeah. Basically, yeah. yeah. And then Perry, Harry gets sort of like basically pulled into the book, kind yep. of, I guess. Yep. And and, uh, and, and he's basically. An
3: exi- a, kind of a memory.
2: Right, like a flashback from 50 years ago.
3: Yep. And, and then we get Hagrid's background story.
2: Yeah, where Hagrid's this, you know, very younger, younger Hagrid. And he's oh, yeah, being... speaking
3: of younger Hagrid, it's actually played by Martin Bayfield, who's the stand-in for Robbie Coltrane.
2: Ah, okay. So it's his double, yeah. I knew it was uh, a different person playing him, I just didn't know he was a stand-in.
3: Yeah, it's a in stand-in the... for all the movies, he did all the movies okay. with him. Yeah, that's, I thought it was a cool little tidbit.
2: And then the, uh, so that's when Hagrid gets in trouble, they think he's the one that opened the chamber.
3: Yeah, 50 and I years think ago. the beast is the 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 thing he has in that crate, right? Which we come right. to find out it's not. It's
2: yeah. Well, obviously Hagrid is is the friend to all these weird creatures and animals yeah. and things. So,
3: so he is expelled from Hogwarts. This is yep. the reason why we find out why. Yep. Um, and then um, and we also find out that he did not open the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. Oh no, no, yeah, we I... don't. We think he. Yeah, I'm sorry. Them. Well, they're not they,
2: sure at that point. They're
3: now. not sure, yeah. So Harry and Ron are suspicious that, you know, he may have so, opened the chamber. Right,
2: to go and go to, they go to see Hagrid. Is that right after that or pretty, no, pretty soon No, there's a
3: few more scenes in between that. Okay. Um, the diary's taken. Harry's room is, like, ransacked. Um, and the oh, yeah, that's right. That's the diary right. disappears. And then we find this is when Hermione gets petrified.
2: Oh, yeah, they um, find So there's her. that whole
3: thing. They're about to go to a Quidditch match. McGonagall comes down and says, it's been canceled. Ron, Harry, come with me. And they take, uh, they, take them to Hermione, who is petrified. Um, but they, the only thing they got her with is with a mirror, which we find out later that she was looking Yeah, she's got this little it.
2: little mirror in her hand, right? Yeah. I think there's a small mirror in her hand, yeah. right? Yeah, and,
3: and this is yeah. where Penelope Clearwater which is Percy's girlfriend, which is in in the movie at all, but it's in the book. She's also petrified. They got petrified at the same time.
2: Yeah, there's somebody else laying there, I think, in the in the movie. Do they? Don't they have someone else laying? there? No, in
3: the, the movie. It's just it's Nick. Nick is covered. Oh, by it's one, Nick. Okay. Justin and Colin, and then okay. Yeah, because there's three on one side, then Hermione on the other.
2: Yeah, so they're getting quite the the, the petrified body count going. <laughs> they
3: are definitely. Yeah. Um, and then we have the Ron and Harry go and talk to Hagrid uh, in his hut. Uh, well, they don't really get to talk to him. They go to start to talk to him, and they're interrupted. And yeah. And yeah. um, it's the it's, Minister of Magic, Fudge. Yeah,
2: it's Fudge and Double.
6: right. Come on in. Just made a of tea.
7: Hagrid, are you okay? I'm sweet. Did you hear about Hermione?
6: Oh, yeah. I heard about that all right. Look,
7: we have to ask you something. Do you know who's
6: opened the Chamber of Secrets? What you have to understand about that is...
5: (coughs) Quick, under the
6: cloak. Don't say a word. Be quiet, both of you.
5: Professor Dumbledore, sir. Good evening,
4: Hagrid. I wonder,
5: could we... Of course, come in, come in. That's dad's boss. Cornelius Fudge. Minister of Magic. Bad business, Hagrid, very bad business. Had to come. Three attacks
4: on Muggleborns. Things have gone far enough. The Ministry's got to act.
5: But
6: I never. No, you know I never, Professor.
4: I want it understood, Cornelius. That Hagrid has my full confidence. Albus, look, Hagrid's record is against him. I've got to take him. Take
6: me? Take me where? Not Azkaban prison. I'm
3: afraid we have no choice, Hagrid. And uh, unfortunately, Fudge wants to take Hagrid to Azkaban.
2: Yeah, because of what happened 50 years ago. Previously, yeah. Previously, so he sort of... Yeah, because
3: what happened 50 years ago is, you know, once Hagrid was... Uh, once Tom Riddle told on Hagrid and and they expelled Hagrid, the killing stopped. Everything stopped. So they figured, well, we took care of it. So Hagrid must be the culprit. Yeah. So obviously to stop it this time, they're going to take Hagrid again.
2: And um, then obviously doesn't stop it. Yeah, obviously so. that
3: doesn't stop it. Uh, but then Lucius shows up and has a dec- decree from... Uh, the, like the school chamber people, the people in charge, um, saying that they want him to step down as headmaster, which he does.
5: Already here, Fudge. Oh. What
6: are you doing here? Get out of my house.
5: Believe me, I take absolutely no pleasure being inside <laughs> or...
4: your. i call this a house.
5: <laughs> now, I simply called at the school and was
4: told the headmaster was here. And well, what exactly is it that you want with me? The other governors and I have decided it's time for you to
5: step aside. This is an order of suspension. We'll hmm. find all 12 signatures on it. I'm afraid we feel you've rather lost your touch. What with all these attacks? There'll be no Muggleborns left at Hogwarts. I can only imagine what an awful loss that would be to the score. You can't take Professor Dumbledore away.
6: Take him away, and the Muggleborns won't stand a chance. You mark my words, there'll be killings next.
4: You think so? Calm yourself, Hagrid. If the governors desire my removal, I will, of course, step aside. However, you will find that help will always be given at Hogwarts to those who ask for it. Steps
2: down, but doesn't quite leave, really. Yeah, that's when he
3: turns to—well, Ron and and Harry are hidden behind the invisibility cloak— he turns to them and says, you know, help will be given for those who need it or something like that. I don't remember the exact quote.
2: Right, Uh, right. Uh, Dumbledore says that. And then, of course, as Hagrid's having to leave, he says,
6: If if anybody was looking for some stuff, then all they'd have to do would be to follow the spiders. Yep, that'd lead him right. That's all I have to say
3: i love that yeah because Fudge's <laughs> face he's like what are you who are you talking to
2: what are you talking about yeah he and he just, not... just as
3: he's leaving the door he's like oh yeah someone's got to feed um Fang. his big
2: his big dog yeah
3: yeah um which is awesome it's such yes. a good scene yeah and the book is like i said the book and movie are slightly different but they they see spiders there
2: yeah and there's been a couple of times in the in the through the movie up to that point that they've seen this little like like line
3: of spiders, line, yeah.
2: line of parade of spiders. Yeah, because going...
3: yeah, because in the book, um, once they find out follow the spiders, they can't find spiders anywhere.
2: Not like, right away.
3: No, for like days, and they're like, yeah. you know, come on, we've seen them all this time, and now we can't find any. And eventually, yeah. they find a row of spiders and they follow them. But here in the movie, they cut all that out. Obviously, you don't need it.
2: Yeah, because um, because it, it's it's yeah it's it's just yeah. extra. And you they know, see may...
3: spiders going yep. into the forest. And I love Ron's. Why can't it be butterfly mine? Yeah. Why can't we well, follow the butterflies? Because Ron has a thing against spiders.
2: Well, right. And he, which, which uh, you know, I, I don't like him either. So I, I, I'm fine. <laughs> but, the, uh, but, yeah, they're like, yeah, let's follow, follow the the whole bunch of spiders going into the Forbidden Forest. That's a good yes, idea.
3: That sounds like a good idea. Of course.
2: <laughs> but, of course, Harry's, you know, he's obviously trying to find out. He's very curious and trying to help his friends and everything. And Hagrid
3: too. told him to. So, sure.
2: You know. Exactly. And they trust Hagrid. so Yeah. So, uh so they go into the forest, and one thing leads to another, and they find, uh, how do you say it? Aragog is Aragog, that is yep. the, the, the Aragog, yeah, the big monster, huge spider, which was actually that was what was in right in the in yep. the scene in from the crate fifty crate. years ago. The, that was yep. Aragog before Aragog got monster sized. They
3: assumed Aragog was the beast, the that was released from the Chamber of Secrets, but it was right.
2: Yes, and Aragog is is. Uh, well, at first, you know, like, okay, you know, they try to get information from Aragog, right? It, there. Yeah,
3: he explains. He doesn't tell them what it is because they don't, don't, they don't dare speak its name, but they do tell him that it wasn't them, and they kind of go into the backstory of Aragog a little bit. And he's like, okay, good. Now my kids can.
2: We're gonna, have you, we're gonna to leave dinner. now, right?
3: And- you, you,
5: you're Aragog, aren't you? Yes. Hagrid has never sent men into a hollow before.
7: He's in trouble. Up at the school, there have been attacks. They think it's Hagrid. They think he opened the Chamber of Secrets, like before.
5: That's a lie. Hagrid never opened the Chamber of Secrets.
7: Then you're not the monster. No.
5: The monster was born in the castle. I came to Hagrid from a distant land, in the pocket of a traveler. Shush. But
7: if you're not the monster, then what did kill that girl 50 years ago?
5: We do not speak of it. It is an ancient creature we spiders fear above all others.
7: But have you seen it?
5: I never saw any part of the castle but the box in which Hagrid (laughs) kept me. The girl was discovered in a bathroom. When I was accused, Hagrid brought me here. What?
7: Well, thank you. We'll just go. Go?
5: I think not. My sons and daughters do not harm Hagrid on my command. But I cannot deny them. fresh meat when it wanders so willingly into our midst.
3: Oh, that's probably hundreds of little babies.
5: Yeah, they're, they're,
2: they're, they're pretty good size. I mean, they're yeah. like, you know, car size or whatever. <laughs> Speaking of cars, that's when the Ford shows up, the car, the yes. flying car to, to rescue them, which they don't really, do they explain it in the book, Kenny? Like uh, that Ford, that car just shows up like pretty helpful and pretty convenient. You know, yeah. To, yeah. Um, well, in
3: in the book, obviously did somebody once it, send
2: it, or, or no? What? In the
3: in the book, once the once the Willow bashes it, it kicks the guys out. It goes into the forest and disappears, and then in the in, in then in this oh one, yeah, it drive
2: it drives off, right? It just yeah. I I guess I had always thought it drove itself like back home, back to the Weasleys or something like.
3: that No, it just kind of went in, and then but what you find out in the book is that it becomes feral because it actually they run into it before they even get to the spider.
2: Lair. Oh, okay. All um, right.
3: Obviously, they don't want to spoil that for the movie, so they didn't put it in. So the but Ford... In the book, the... they run into it, and Ron's like, oh, my God, it went pharaoh. Look at it. And it's like this wild-looking you know, yeah. Ford angler now. So, yeah, so it comes to the rescue. So it must have been following them once they went to the lair.
2: Right. So the Ford, they get in the car. They, that helps them get away from the spiders, which is which is, which is is good. And... Yeah.
3: It's a good scene. Lots yeah. of action.
2: Yeah. That's a that's a fun... Fun, fun scene all yeah. those spiders uh, they do a good job obviously yep and uh, that's it takes us back to the school mm-hmm.
3: uh, and then they' they're they're by the bedside of Hermione and there's a piece of paper for some reason I never saw in her hand yeah all before. of
2: a sudden now they, they like they, you know they're like hey look what's that in her other hand she had the mirror yeah. in the one hand and a piece of paper in the uh, in the other uh, hand was the mirror or oh, right the uh, mirror right mirror and paper right
3: mm-hmm. yeah so they pull out the paper and this is where every. And this is one of my favorite parts in the book because everything ties in together with the basilisk when he starts reading it.
7: Of the many fearsome beasts that roam our land, none is more deadly than the basilisk. Capable of living for hundreds of years, instant death awaits any who meet this giant serpent's eye. Spiders flee before it. Ron, this is it. The monster in the Chamber of Secrets is a basilisk. That's why I can hear it speak. It's a snake. But if it kills by looking people in the eye, why is it no one's dead? Because no one did look it in the eye. Not directly, at least. Colin saw it through his camera, Justin. Justin must have seen the basilisk through nearly headless Nick. Nick got the full blast of it, but he's a ghost. He couldn't die again. And Hermione had the mirror. I bet you anything she was using it to look round corners, in case it came along. And Mrs Norris? I'm pretty sure she didn't have a camera or a mirror, Harry. The water. There was water on the floor that night. She only saw the basilisk's reflection... I just flee before it. It all fits. But how's the basilisk been getting around? A dirty great snake. Someone would have seen it. Hermione's answered
3: that too. Pipes? It's using the plumbing. And in the movie, they don't play up on the rooster thing, but roosters have been be- being killed.
2: Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah, the don't...
3: rooster cry will kill it.
2: Ah, uh, okay.
3: So Jenny has been killing all the roosters. Ah, uh, uh, okay. But again... That whole subplot's completely taken out of the movie um
2: yeah, some of that I think is not just obviously for time and things, but the, the, some of it I think is the the way they want to reveal certain things yes, in the movie
3: yes yes. Yeah. I loved the way it was revealed in the book I don't mm-hmm. know i I was kind of bummed that they removed that whole subplot of Jenny doing all this and being uh-huh. suspicious, you know we never and knew that, that.
2: We... that's obviously the the reason is is this book is more or less like controlling her I, I guess or she's yes. been.
3: Yeah, yeah, she's been. Yeah, it's it, it, he put a little her, Voldemort or Tom Riddle put a little bit of himself in her, to make her yes. to control controller. Yes. Um, but yeah, so we don't get any of that really until the very end of the movie.
2: Right. It so they they learn about um, the so yeah. Uh, so they
3: they learn that it's a basilisk. Yeah. Uh, uh, even Hermione wrote pipes, so she even knows how. I mean, they get all the information from her, Hermione. In that one Yes, piece
2: of paper. the the pipes, right?
3: And there's an announcement. Uh, teachers to the second corridor. They go there, and there's another message saying that her skeleton will lie in the chamber forever. Uh, and, and it's, it's also j- written in blood.
2: Yeah, and they find out it's it's Jenny that Jenny uh, Weasley. Yeah, yeah,
3: has been um, taken.
2: And of yeah. course, you know both you know both Harry and and Ron are, aren't going to let that happen. So yeah,
3: yeah. Um, yeah because again in the book it's different than the movie the movie they're, they're like hiding around the corner in the book they're hiding in a wardrobe and that's when they hear that it was Jenny because the teachers are talking in like the teacher's lounge
5: mm-hmm. uh,
3: because when they find out that it's a basilisk they were going to go to Lockhart who supposedly can defeat it and he knows how and knows, he knows where the chamber is and they're yeah. going to tell him what it was and all that and that's right when but he's, out, he's
2: pretty much packing and getting ready to leave oh
3: right? yeah he's out of there so <laughs> they kind of kidnap them a little bit at one yeah. point um, yes
2: right they they, basically... and they put two and
3: two together knowing that a girl died in the chamber or, you know not in the chamber but in the bathroom and they realized that was moni myrtle that was the one that died 50 years ago yes by this beast yes so they go to moni myrtle in the bathroom walkhart ron and harry and they ask her you know where'd you see it where it happen? Oh.
0: hello, Harry. did happen? Uh-huh. what do you want
7: to ask you how you died?
0: Oh it was dreadful. It happened right here in this very cubicle. I didn't because Olive Cornby was teasing me about my glasses. I was crying, and then I heard somebody come in.
7: Who was it, Myrtle?
0: I don't know. I was distraught. But they said something funny, a kind of made-up language, and I realized it was a boy speaking, so I unlocked the door to tell him to go away. And I died.
7: Just like that? How?
0: I just remember seeing a pair of great big yellow eyes over there by that sink.
2: It's a good word, you know, it's... Good detective work, really. I mean, between what obviously Hermione helped him with and what they have to find out.
3: Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. It was a group effort. Mm -hmm. Um, They go to a sink, and on the faucet, on the side of the faucet, there's like a little tiny snake.
2: Yes. Uh, And then Harry
3: has to somehow figure out how to say "open" or "open sesame" or in in a parcel mouth. You're right, parcel tongue.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so that it it opens basically the which is very
3: elaborate in the movie, but it's not as elaborate in the book.
2: It lets them basically get into the
3: uh, chamber. I guess it,
2: is that the official entrance to the chamber? That little yep. piece there. I guess it is. They don't go yeah. through anything else. Yeah, yeah.
3: In the in yeah. the book, the sink drops and the, well, opens no. There's
2: up that. Uh, da, 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 da. There's that other little uh, big door with all the snakes on it. That's downstairs. Later, That's later in on. December.
3: Yeah. That's I, I, later. Well, you
2: can—is that what you you don't consider the? I, I guess for is going through that big door later into the chamber, or are they already in the chamber when they go through that? I I thought that the bathroom thing just gets them down in that tunnel area, and then when he asked, well,
3: to, technically, it's the entrance to the chamber of the secrets is in the bathroom.
2: I guess. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Because it okay. takes you
3: down yeah. into the depths of Hogwarts, and then you have to walk a little bit to actually get to the door. Right, so, so they're going down there, curve.
2: and that's when Lockhart gets a hold of Ron's wand. Right, they, yep. the, and then he tries to to use Obliviate. a memory char- charm. Charm on, to,
3: yeah, he tries to do uh, a mind charm on them.
2: Yeah, but it backfires, of course, because Ron's wand have, saves the day here in a way, yep. and, and and it and knocks it,
3: out uh, Lockhart's memory. Yeah, <laughs> and then there's an avalanche because of that charm. Uh, yeah, and there's it like separates Harry ex- from everybody else.
2: Yes, so they've got. Uh, so just Harry's on his own. Yep. You've, you've got Lockhart and Ron on the other side. And and that's when Harry gets to the big door, speaks him a more parcel tongue, gets in. Yep. And sees uh, this big, long chamber kind yep. of a thing. And, and Ginny's and...
3: lying on the floor at the end of it.
2: Yep. She's lying. She's lying. I don't... Th- is she petrified or is she just no, unconscious? She's just,
3: she's just cold and knocked she's,
2: out. She's just knocked out, right? She's not yeah,
3: petrified. Yeah. So he yet. runs up to her, drops his wand... Um, yeah, which is
2: like, oh, yeah, drop your wand. Ugh. I know, big mistake. You know?
3: <laughs> and he's trying to revive Jenny, um, And then suddenly someone steps out from the shadows, picks up the wand.
2: And it's Tom Riddle. And ah. it's Tom
1: Riddle, yes. She won't wake.
7: Tom. Tom Riddle. What do you mean she won't wake?
1: She's not. She's still alive, but only just.
7: Are you a ghost?
1: A memory, preserved in a diary for fifty years.
7: As cold as ice. Jenny, please don't be dead. Wake up. You've got to help me, Tom. The basilisk.
1: It won't come until it's cold.
2: And he looks like uh, you know. Well, it's 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 technically the a ghost, but in he doesn't look like the other ghosts in, in the
3: movie. He looks more solid than in the book. Yeah. In the book, yeah. yeah. You're in, you're in the book, yes. He's kind of like a... He's,
2: I kind of he's, think a little bit it would have been good if they made him look not quite just like he was just the actor. I'm sure maybe it just made it... I don't know how they decided how to do that scene. But I think it might have been a better effect if you just realized this isn't really a person here, you know? Well, because
3: he's getting more solidified as Jenny becomes weaker and weaker.
2: I guess, yeah. In
3: the sure. book, that's how it is. So he's right becoming in, more solid as their conversation is happening.
2: And they could have probably done that, I guess. They
3: probably but, could. Yes. They could yeah. have made him kind of see through and then made him a little bit more solid. And he could have said, you know, as she dies, I grow in strength or something, you know.
2: Yeah. So that. But anyway, so he's there. and uh, He's so there, the, has
3: the wand.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, yeah. Uh, Harry warns him and says, we need to get out of here. There's a basilisk coming.
2: And he's like, yeah, I know.
3: <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, well, it won't come until I call it.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: And then Harry realizes, you're Tom Riddle, and he's like, um... Well, kind
2: of I am, but I am not, and then he does the whole name thing.
3: Yes, he writes his name, Tom Riddle. Yeah, that's very cool. It's awesome, and he kind of twirls it with his hand, and it
1: reforms, says, I am Voldemort. How is it that a baby with no extraordinary magical talent was able to defeat the greatest wizard of all time? How did you escape With nothing but a scar, while Lord Voldemort's powers were destroyed. Why do you care how
7: I escaped? Voldemort was after your time.
1: Voldemort is my past, present, and future.
7: Slytherin. Voldemort.
3: which is yep. really cool because i was looking at the international ones his name's not tom riddle because tom riddle wouldn't to translate or i am tom riddle
2: right the letters it, don't match up right
3: it's, they changed it for every yeah, single they international book
2: right so they it changed. still
3: said i am voldemort so it's right. just a different name
2: yeah, uh, yeah which that's... i thought was really cool it's very, um, uh, very cool, very, you know, complicated when you do stuff like that. And, you know, yes. write it. writing, it's, a, you know, a little easier to say it, I guess. But then they had the letters there in the air for yeah, the magic. Yeah, for uh,
3: something to re-spell something, yes. Was, so,
2: so then, he, you know, obviously Harry learns this is Voldemort trying to come back, basically, yep. uh, and re- and regain, you know, I guess, life. It yeah, is, power. Yeah, and, and power, too. So, so, and then he says, all right, well, then he, he, speak some words, right? Or I think, yep. or does he use his wand? I think he just, it's words, right? In you No, know, he in just the calls the
3: Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's an, a fight scene with Harry. And he now, knows he can't of, look at it because of we'll petrify. Why,
2: why wouldn't Harry have been able to use something like parcel tongue or some way to... There's That's never really... Does that happen in the book at all? It just seems like this is a big old snake. Harry speaks parcel tongue. Why wouldn't he been able to use... That ability somehow to help him help himself get out of this. Well, we
3: we find we do find out that the snake only answers to Tom. To oh, Voldemort, okay. To the of right. Slytherin.
2: I mean, there's no attempt, even you know. It's not like he no, tries to say something no. and then Tom says, "Oh, he'll only but, listen to me" or something like y- you know. In just the just book,
3: a... yes. In the book, he says he will only listen to me, the Air ah,
2: Slytherin. Okay, so that works. Um, yeah. And, yeah. So he, I, I, it so sort of makes anything. sense. He's basically been put there. He's you know, Voldemort has control over him. So I'm I'm good with it. I just uh, yeah. just thought, it would, yeah.
3: So uh, Harry kind of is, you know, doesn't know what to do. But then Fox flies by and drops a hat.
2: Yeah, it's the Sorting Hat, and then I think even Tom Riddle says something like, "Yeah, that's a that's going to be real helpful." Yeah, or yeah, like Dumbledore's
3: that. champion is gives you yeah. A hat.
2: Yeah, um, and then there's a big. There's, they kind of chase each other, or, or basically, there's a big chase Harry, scene. Harry, which is Harry's much to, more
3: elaborate in the movie. Yeah,
2: Harry's trying to run away from the basilisk. Fox
3: does take the eyes out. Of the yes,
2: Fox Fox uh, blinds it, but then but then I uh, then he says something like he can still hear you. Yes, uh, and then which was uh,
3: funny because snakes can't hear uh, in the well. Books, the,
2: I guess a basilisk can. or In the something. book, it's smell. Ah, yeah. It makes sense.
3: That was all. I'm sorry. That was all set up for a scene where Harry throws a rock to distract the basilisk. Yeah, that was all for movie. That was all for story reason.
2: Yeah, I like always, that. it's easy for that to me. I always say it's magic. It's a big gold snake. It's magic. <laughs> if if regular old snakes in the regular Muggle world don't hear, well, this one can. So it's fine. It's not yeah. a biggie. Uh, so then Harry eventually falls. He's trying to get away. And then he sees something sparkling in the hat, right? Sort yep. of catches his eye and it's, uh, he pulls out the sword of Gryffindor, which is very cool. That's out of this cool. hat you know and uh and he's like oh yeah i guess bringing the hat to me and it's supposed to be you know dumbledore i think tells him later right but it it's it's not everyone would have been able to do that right only like
3: true gryffindors can do that true
2: gryffindors right pull out yeah. something that they need i don't even know if it's this the the sword specifically it's just what he would need um yeah it, i think he says something like that dumbledore does and then there's a big, you know, running around a little bit. Harry's trying to climb up this wall. He gets yeah, on top climbing of this. Yeah. the
3: statues and Yeah. Go ahead. And he and then he shoves the sword up through the mouth's uh of the snake or the basilisk. But yeah. one of the fangs penetrates Catches, uh, Harry's arm.
2: Yeah, hurts Harry and uh,
3: So it gets the venom in there. Yes. Um,
2: so he's so he he killed the basilisk. Slayed, he's he's, c- he's killed the basilisk, but he's but he's got this poison getting into him now. At this point,
3: yes, and Jenny's almost dead.
2: So things um, aren't looking too good. Jenny's yes. almost dead. Voldemort's laughing basically at him. Yep. Harry's there yep. on the ground, and then he sees the the diary there laying there, yep. and uh, which I guess Jenny had with her, right? That's how that got there. I yes, think. that's
3: how it got down there because Jenny's the one that stole it, that went through, right. ransacked Harry's room
2: right and then uh and then harry gets a good idea yep <laughs> which it just, go ahead
3: it it makes sense too that he you know that he that he did cuz you know he had that fang sticking out of his arm
2: yeah he pulls the basilisk fang out and he looks down at the book and uh and then he and he jams the fang into the book
3: yep a and couple of times yep destroys the book
2: yeah right and um, then, and then you see this cool scene where voldemort's pretty much screaming and he, and he basically you know dissipates. Holes.
3: Yeah, yeah. It just yeah. pops into dust. Yeah. Uh and exactly. then Jenny wakes up.
2: Yep. Jenny's waking up uh and then Fox of course is there uh, flies down to next to Harry, leans over kind of and and, and cries. crying cuz he's about to die. And then the tears fall into Harry's little wound, which is a nice little uh, scene with, like, good, good shot there, Fox. You know, one little <laughs> tiny tear. You know, yeah. right? but anyway, yeah. it's, it's, it's great. And, and, and so, yeah, and so they,
3: he's healed. Um, yep. They get back to Ron and Gilderoy, and they all hold on to – because Foxes or Phoenixes are known to carry, like, I don't know, four times their weight.
2: Obviously, yeah, because that bird is not that big, and he's yeah. carrying he's carrying all 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 let's see one, let me get this right, three of them right, four four of them sorry, four, see, I even can't count yeah, the I, three I,
3: kids in Lockhart,
2: yes, right, yeah, so
3: they're all holding on to fox's tail and they're all holding each other's hands, and yeah, he pulls them out of the cavern right, um, and yeah, then, the next c- scene, couldn't
2: they have had... just like i I know it's cool, okay, but couldn't they have just walked out? Right, I mean, what, 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 I don't, I'm not, I'm not quite getting why they had to be flown out by Fox there.
3: Well, because it was down deep into the cavern. There was no way they could walk out. They'd have to. Oh, that's the,
2: right. I'm sorry. They fell down that long path. Yeah, that and, long yeah, step, That yeah, long slide. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't just like a little walk down. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. In I, the books, I
3: in the books, Fox takes them back up that that slide. That long slide, right, okay, yeah. In I the remember. movie, there's like a crevice in the in the top of the mountain that they can kind of get out.
2: They get out, okay. So they get back. Uh, the uh, Yeah, obviously everything's okay. They've got, um, and then pretty much right after that, well, is everybody de-petrified? And then he has to talk with Dumbledore. What's the order? No, that's
3: before. D- Dumbledore has a conversation with, uh, H- Dumbledore's back at the school. He has yes. a conversation with Harry! Harry!
4: First, I want to thank you, Harry. You must have shown me real loyalty down in the chamber. Nothing but that could have called forks to you. And, um, second, I sense that something is troubling you. Am I right,
7: You see, sir, I, I couldn't help but notice certain things, certain certain similarities between
4: Tom Riddle and me. I see. Well, you can speak parcel tongue, Harry. Why? Because Lord Voldemort can speak parcel tongue. If I'm not mistaken, Harry, he transferred... Some of his powers to you, the night he gave you that scar. Voldemort transferred some of his powers to me. Not intentionally, but yes.
7: So the sorting hat was right. I should be in Slytherin.
4: It's true, Harry. You possess many of the qualities that Voldemort himself prizes. Determination, resourcefulness... And if I may say so, a certain disregard for the rules. Why then did the Sorting Hat place you in Gryffindor?
7: Because I asked it to.
4: Exactly, Harry, exactly! Which makes you different from Voldemort. It is not our abilities that show what we truly are. It is our choices. If you want proof why you belong in Gryffindor, Then I suggest you look more closely at this. Be careful. Godric Gryffindor. Uh, It would take a true Gryffindor to pull that out of the hat. This is where he
3: explains only a true Gryffindor could open this. This is why you are a true Gryffindor, not Slytherin. Yeah, um, uh, obviously right.
2: Hagrid is, is innocent. He, he put some papers together to get Hagrid released.
3: Yeah, that's uh, at the very end of the movie, Hagrid comes back. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah but the, I mean, the,
2: right, once, go ahead.
3: Yeah, the, the first is the whole scene with The Office, with Dumbledore and Harry. Lucius shows up and has a few choice words for Dumbledore. Dumbledore suggests that, you know, people on the board were threatened if they didn't sign his, you know, to remove him from Malfoy's. Um, mm-hmm. you find out that Dobby is, uh, Malfoy's, right. Sort
2: of He's that, Dobby's uh, there with him, sort of cowering, you know, underneath yeah. and, uh,
3: uh, right. And then Harry comes up with a good idea, uh, cause they know that the book is Malfoy's and Dumbledore makes a comment, you know, let's hope none of Voldemort's old things wound up in students' hands again. Um, they all yes. know. They're just all talking around it. Um, right. Right. But then Harry comes up with a great idea and he takes off one of the socks and puts it into the diary, runs down, meets up with Malfoy and says, here, you forgot this is yours. Yeah, he doesn't, they he don't says,
2: show that in the movie. They just show the result. In
3: the book, he says, I know you gave this. I know you put this in, in Jenny's cauldron. And that's right. when Malfoy says, you know, prove it. And that was in the movie.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, and he just kind of haphazardly hands the book over to Dobby. And Harry says open Right,
2: up. he says like he's, well, because he's a little like slave. So he first yes. gives it right, right. Uh, Harry gives it to Malfoy. Malfoy. And then, and then Malfoy, Malfoy gives it to Dobby. Dobby. And inside of it, of course, like you said, is, is Harry slipped a is sock Harry's in there. Sock.
7: I have something of yours. Mine? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I think you do, sir. I think you slipped the diary into Ginny Weasley's cauldron that day at Diagon Alley.
4: You do, do you? Why don't you prove it? Come, Dobby. Open it. Dobby?
0: given Dobby a sock what I didn't master has presented Dobby with clothes Dobby is free
2: in the first part of the movie when Dobby first shows up I think he he says that at some point I think it's is it the first scene when he meets Dobby about something like if if I am presented by with clothes by yeah, my yeah, master it will free him
3: it's free during, him. The, it's during the, bed, the hospital scene after the bludger incident he says, oh, "Why there. do you wear that thing?" And he says, "It's a it's a symbol of uh, of uh, captivity or slavery or whatever mm-hmm. the term okay. used."
2: And so the, they can only Malf- be
3: freed if they get a piece of clothing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: So Malfoy inadvertently, you know, gives Dobby a sock piece and, of clothing, which, which frees him.
3: Which frees and, him. And which then, of makes course, Malfoy upset.
2: Yeah, he pulls out his wand out of his cane. He's well, about already-
3: he to I don't think he Avada Kedavra's him in the book.
2: But well, in the right. Movie, he, he starts speaking it. He starts. Yeah, in the uh, movie,
3: he, he starts saying "Avada Kedavra."
2: Right. And uh, Dobby and then, steps
3: in and uses elf magic, which is and its just own blasts magic into its Malfoy own, across the way and yeah. blasts off his feet. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which is cool. Then,
3: yeah. Then we have the Great Hall scene, and that's when Hermione comes running back. So you know everyone's been unpacked because Nearly Hellas Nick is there, um, so everyone's been right. electrified. Yes. Um, and there's a cute scene where they all hug each other. And what's funny is that uh, Emma Watson was embarrassed about hugging the two boys.
2: Yeah, I read that so, too. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So she actually, they talked her into hugging Harry only and not hugging Ron and doing the handshake instead. Yeah. But that played up to the Harry or Ron and Hermione liking each other.
2: Yeah, it, it works both ways. It works great. It worked
3: great that way.
2: Really, it works great because it, it works to think like, oh, maybe it should be really Harry and Hermione together because she hugs him but not Ron. Yeah. But it's more of like she – it looks very much like, well
3: – It's like they're both she, embarrassed. The she has
2: a little more feeling in a different way, like Harry's her best friend basically. Yes. But Ron is is a different situation, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. No, they, they do that really well.
3: It was really well, yeah. And then the final scene – Uh, Oh, uh, even though there's a scene really quick I want to talk about is when Dumbledore says, "As a treat, we're going to cancel all exams," and the look on Hermione's face is just... Oh yeah,
2: she's very upset. She's not. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't really know exactly, uh, like how much of the year this in this um, this movie, you don't see quite the seasons and the time of year. You don't know exactly where we are. Like, is it really the end of the school year?
3: I assume this is towards the end of the school year. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's 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 in the very... book.
3: It's much better. Yeah. Um, marked, but in the movie, yeah. You're but right, you're right. Man. It
2: is funny. Her, Hermione's like, "Oh gosh, really? You know, everyone yeah, else is she's super so disappointed. Everybody's so <laughs> happy. Everyone, <laughs> everyone else,
3: <laughs> everyone else is cheering around her. Yeah.
2: And like, she wants her exams. Yes.
3: Yes. And then Hagrid comes in. Oh, he's freed from Azkaban. Everyone's happy. And yeah.
2: Up. And he goes over to the three of them, of course, and he he you know. Yes, th- and he thanks he, them. He knows that it's them and that they, he has yeah. them to thank, right? Uh,
3: yep. Yep. And they all hug him and everyone comes around Hagrid. And, and they clap.
2: Isn't there a big clapping for everything, I thought, yep. when Hagrid yep. comes and in? And then the right? camera
3: pans up into the ceiling and then it ends. Yep. Because in the book, Hagrid, everyone thinks Hagrid did it. So they're all very anti-Hagrid. So at the end, when he comes back and everyone's happy for him, it's just kind of, you know, oh, he's a good guy after all. He's not as bad as we thought.
2: Um, yeah, exactly. So it's, uh, yeah, no. It's, yeah, so
3: that is that is uh
2: Chamber Harry Potter Secrets. and the
3: Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> movie.
6: Yeah, it's really,
2: it's good. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, they're all obviously fun and good. But uh, I think this really set, to me, you know, kind of the way I look at it a little bit is it sort of set uh, the stage for, like you said, I think, earlier in the podcast, for a lot of what's to come later, too.
3: And, oh, definitely, and, and, yes. And, and this it was also... It shows the te-
2: the teamwork of the main three very well, uh, mm-hmm. it, it, and it's and the characters get more defined, and, and we learn a lot more about. Obviously, we learn a lot more about Voldemort here. Yep, and Tom Riddle and that, and very very uh, good stuff. It's and and they really you know, good. And this really, was a really
3: good ad- adaptation. I mean, there were a few, like I said, my biggest thing of of the changes was the Ginny, because you know in the book. Uh-huh. Jenny is, cause he, Jenny is, uh huh. is because he, Ginny is there's a there's a relationship that Percy, her older brother, is having with Penelope Clearwater, because he caught Ginny caught them in a uh, kissing down in the in the dungeon. That's why he was there when Malfoy was there with the the faux Crabbe and Goyle. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But there's a whole, and and Ginny's like you know Ginny is trying to tell Harry you know something's going on. Um, there's times I'm not remembering things. I, you know, woke up with chicken and a dead chicken and blood on my hands or feathers and blood, you know, and she's and, – but then Percy thinks that she's going to snitch on her – on him. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just they're just really, really good well, – this whole – Jenny, I just – that was really bummed because I really like Jenny. Um, and they kind of cut out her entire thing. And, but like you said, they did it so it didn't reveal who the killer – you know, who the person was until after mm-hmm. – yeah, because Ginny is the one that was killing the chicken. She was the one that was painting the, the on the walls and sure. You know, I, th- I think
2: it's you know I think it's okay. I mean I, I can understand that it it would have helped to, to, maybe to some of it, but the I think it was again they were trying to keep. Well, obviously there's only so much you could put in a movie. First off, I mean no, I mean there, they were yeah.
3: Yeah, they revealed yeah. it at the end. And, like, when Joe sure. was talking and they're doing, like, the first that Well, I think it was also, painting.
2: yeah, once you learned that she was basically a slave to what was going on in Voldemort and all that, that, that yes. everything that happened, all the bad stuff, she was doing it, you know? Yes. So it's kind I know,
3: of... I, know. I, I don't know. It just, it felt, it flowed better for me in the book, but I know visually you couldn't do that.
2: Yeah. It's, uh. You know, so it's one it's of those probably things. Probably that... still one of the, like, closest to the book of the movies I think yeah. that they that they ever did. I mean, I mean talk it, about parts well and when we get to it in a couple of more I think we even bro- briefly mentioned it on the first podcast when we get to like Goblet of Fire. I mean god you know there's like there's like half that book that's cut out of the movie. It's I mean gone, there's yeah. there, there, that's there's true. like just just whole big chunks uh, of stuff yeah. that are that are not in that movie. I have to say even though I really love that book, you know, the fourth one, that movie to me is almost the hardest to watch a little bit, just because of. I still love it; it's still great. So but, many
3: good things they cut out, yeah.
2: Yeah, be, well, well, just couldn't put in. You know, didn't should have split either. Put it into two. Maybe. I mean, it's again, it's eh, you know, I I think it's always decisions and choices. It's does it still work? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's it's not it's not bad. I mean, I understand how and why they do these things. We we know this business kind of stuff, but they. Uh, yeah. There's always, you know, those choices. But still, they. Uh, this is a great time. Uh, what else? Uh, we should probably get sort of winding down a little bit. You were talking I about... I know, I noticed this
3: There's really w- re- one more scene I'd like to talk about really quick that they cut yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, go the ahead. whole Valentine, with Jenny sending a Valentine, a little Valentine troll to uh, Harry.
2: Oh, well, yeah. They, there's a couple tiny little things they, they, they give you in the movie that implies Jenny kind of... As a thing for Harry. Harry, yeah. Yeah, but it's real little, really little. But go ahead, continue with the...
3: No, I'm just with, saying it's so much stronger in the book, her her like for Harry. Yeah,
2: that, yeah. I think it's... Know,
3: but like you said, I guess we really didn't need to see big amounts of it. We already kind of know that she...
2: Yeah, likes. I think so. I also think that they they were trying to... I think they were... Because of the ages of the actors and whatever, you know, the age they're supposed to be playing here, I don't even have a little chart that shows, like, how old they were supposed to be technically by the book versus – I think they're all just a little bit older, aren't they? Just a bit. Where they are in the – so my point being is is that how much at this stage do you really want to show kind of – the romance type stuff. Of
3: course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I get it. You know, with a
2: a little like somebody who's, I don't know what Ginny's supposed to be, 11 at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you get a little, (laughs) I'm not, a Valentine's pretty innocent, but that, you know, it's, it's it's,
3: it's extraneous information. It has nothing to do with the story. You know, e- eventually,
2: it, but, you know, yeah, eventually it sort of does, but the, but oh, no, right, they're for, for this. But like I said,
3: you already know that she kind of likes them because from a scene at the very beginning of the movie where she comes running down the stairs and sees them.
2: Yes. She's wide
3: eyed and runs back upstairs and I'm like, oh, she has been talking about Harry Potter all summer. It's kind of.
2: Exactly. You know, right. Yeah. So. so we,
3: we already know that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So
3: anyways, yeah, we should definitely move on because it's already, it's been over an hour and a half.
2: Um, yeah, well, I got like an – yeah, so let, let's say we got – you know, what can we wrap up here in the next, say, five or ten minutes to finish this off? What What else did you want to cover?
3: Uh, I think I covered everything I needed to do. I mean – Did
2: you, you want to go through any of, any of the other little stuff like uh, – I mean, we mentioned some of it as we were going through the movie, uh, some of the other little sort of behind the scenes or little trivia stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I read some of the things like Dobby, you know, sometimes – uh, obviously, he's he's completely digital, I believe. He's right? completely
3: digital. He was played by a tennis ball on a
2: stick. Right, a little ball on a stick. They didn't use like Dobby. any kind of... There was no puppetry. There was no Yoda, nope. like an Empire Strikes Back type Yoda with a puppet. It's all nope. digital. Uh, they've... Um, uh, oh, I, I read this one comment. I don't think we mentioned this yet. Did you read this thing, this, this supposed talk about... Gilderoy Lockhart was supposed to be based on, at one point, people were talking about it being J.K. Rowling's ex-husband. Ex-
3: yes, which was, she debunked <laughs> that story, yeah. She
2: just she just said he's just the typical, like, egocentric person, yeah. not, not specifically her
3: ex-husband. It's not. It's, yeah, she said that he's not based on anybody. He's like a bunch of people put together. Right, right. So, yeah. Yeah, there's always those little rumors of who did she base these people on, especially the bad, like, Umbridge and...
2: I just read this thing here Joseph Morgan uh who's actually I don't know if anybody you know listening uh listen or watches the TV show The Originals I don't know if you watch that one Kenny it's a vampire type spin-off Vampire no. Diaries Anyway he's on that show the actor Joseph Morgan was another one who auditioned for uh Tom Riddle uh which oh, I could cool. see that Yeah he's he's really good on that show he he's uh and I could see I could see him playing that I'm just skimming through some of these other little tidbits and stuff yeah if you, uh, it looks uh, there's like
3: there's a really good a really good site it's hp-lexicon.org it's a really oh good yeah site. yeah so,
2: yeah we'll we'll put that in the uh the notes when this show goes out uh yeah the, oh it, it, looks it looks like f- fox was uh animatronic uh yep. you know at least in the in the office i'm assuming the rest of the stuff when he's flying around it's cg it's but, all
3: cg yeah
2: yeah uh we have mentioned hugh grant uh well let's see what else uh, what am i seeing here uh Moaning Myrtle was Ravenclaw, I think. Is that what it is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think that's not a big deal. Uh, oh, you mentioned the car. We talked about the car. Yeah. No, it's great. It's, it's, it's really, uh, really a no, lot of fun. it was fun. a really
3: good adaptation for the movie. I think if you watched the movie, you really you didn't miss much from the book.
2: No, no. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, we didn't – I don't know if we've mentioned it a lot either on the first go-around, the first podcast, or this one, you know, but I – I just think these are these books are a lot of fun to do, to, to read as well. You know, I always try to oh, tell encourage, encourage people. I mean, the movies are great, but even if you've seen the movies, you know, go read the books too because it's uh, like like Kenny has mentioned here and and it, there are things in the books that aren't there and they're just they're very very uh, I think fairly quick reading in terms of their fun and especially yeah. if you if you've seen the movie and you've not read the book, it'll be really uh a pretty straightforward uh read yeah. for you and there is stuff that's in there on uh that that isn't in the movie. So uh
3: Relative. it just enriches the story.
2: Yeah, yeah exactly. Movie, yeah. You know? it, it's, it's, and the uh, books are always better,
3: you know. But the movies they're, they're, especially the first yeah, two movies. They're, are really they're, faithful.
2: They're different. I mean they're they're I mean there are there have been some definitely some movies and uh, movie book comparisons that I've seen over the years that I would say to me, you know, so like, oh, that book, or say that book, that book is so much better than the movie, for example, or something. There's yeah. so much more depth than in there. But this, I think they do overall a pretty good job, and I'm certainly the oh, secrets. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I think that they're. It's about. I think one of the things that I really loved about the whole Harry Potter series, book, movie, book, movie, book, movie, whatever, was the fact that they really did a good job. the The funny thing about it, Kenny. And I was reading, uh, you know, you get the – I think it's on the Wikipedia entry for this. I was reading the quote-unquote critical reception, which is like mm-hmm. people's reviews and stuff. And, and you know, one of these critics is saying that he actually sort of disses the movie for being too faithful to the book. In other words there. – I've are, heard that there, too. You've heard – I know you have. Yeah, there are yeah. times where people will say you need to have more of your own like – a movie is one thing and a book is one thing, and you don't need to follow it so closely and see you know and on one hand you're saying, oh, you know they didn't put this in and they didn't put that so there's always gonna be people that have different takes on uh, yes on that yeah. uh, but yep. I think the overall I think they you know obviously and I think you said it I think too.
3: they're very successful adaptations
2: yeah, yeah and uh really and well but done. it was pretty well liked it made a ton of money obviously i th- oh the last thing. Who was it? I was trying to figure out which actor. There was one of the actors. Was it Daniel Radcliffe that said this was his favorite? I think it is. I was reading that. I think you're
3: correct. I think I read that. That was Radcliffe that said it was his favorite.
2: Yeah, and I'm not sure. I I, I assume when an actor says that, I I assume it probably has a lot to just do with when he actually worked on the movie, that he had the most fun or the most enjoyable time doing this. You know, I'm not sure if he's speaking to the story so much as just – just the uh, the what he got to do here, so so yeah. that was interesting. Yeah. But to me, the biggest thing I was learning today was those petrified people were not the actors themselves. they are not
3: people; they're <laughs> fake. They're... I know it's crazy.
2: Yeah, that just uh, I still can't get over it. But
3: I think uh, it's so cool that I can continuing to learn stuff about this series, even though I know quite a bit about it already. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just and, can't uh, know it all.
2: And next up is what. Prisoner of Azkaban? Is that the next Prisoner one? Prisoner of
3: Azkaban, yes. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's my favorite book.
2: Oh, is it? Yeah, you mentioned that the last time, I believe. Yeah. yeah. I, yep. I, li- I like it because of um, – well, we'll talk about it when we get to it in a, in a month or two. But the uh, the thing that I think is really cool about the third one as a little preview for it is I feel it has sort of – a very interesting style because of the director that they got and a look and a style oh
3: for the movie yes for the movie favorite look yeah
2: you know it just it's just very different all of a sudden i remember when i first saw that movie was just and and i you know we'll we'll end this and we can talk obviously when we talk about it but i just was very impressed with with how different they did that one how, yeah. how it, you know you saw a lot of different things that you didn't see in the other ones. So it's a it's a it's a big pretty big shift, but uh, but a good one too. So uh, well, Definitely. thanks, Kenny. This has been a blast again.
3: Oh uh, yeah, of course, uh, and, I love uh, it.
2: I didn't mention it at the beginning, but I know we. I apologize once more, but I I, I, I did not use uh, my good mic on the first go round for this, so the audio was was not good. But I did use it this time, so this this we should be should be a much better listening experience to uh, to the people listening. So. Uh, and uh, so we've got that covered.
4: <laughs> yeah. There's
2: some trial and error here. That's it. So, uh, but I, uh, I again, thanks a lot, Kenny. The, the, I know we both love this stuff, so it's it's great getting together and, and talking about it. And uh, I'm looking forward already to uh, to both uh, watching in, in the movie again, so I, I can get caught up on it and, and doing another podcast with you. Oh, in, I can't wait! Yeah, Prisoner of gonna be amazing. Oh yeah, that's that. That one's a lot of fun. You get all kinds of new stuff in that one that uh, that we haven't heard of or seen of uh, at this point. So, all right. Well, everyone, uh, thanks for listening to Treks and Sci-Fi. Thanks for uh, Kenny. Thank you for Thank joining you. me once again for this look at Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. So it uh, has been a pleasure and fun, and I'm going to stop recording now. So just say bye-bye, Kenny. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, everyone. We'll uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.